Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 361 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, still quarantined, Michael Rapares. Who else is here in the mystical, magical Eric M. Delaquila Memorial Studio with me? Can do nothing right, Chris Antista. <laughs> and <laughs> the Panther Prince, Mad Extravagant. And special guest, bring back Mr. Rossetti. Johnny Brandon. Hell oh, yeah, nice. bring him back. And also special guest... Captain, you're the man Not Mad Dog came back. Yeah, oh, April first. It was back, it was baby. gone. Yeah, he oh, he rebuilt back. it. He had like corrupt databases. He had to figure out. Yeah, he really had to... that's been the, that's been the the constant passion project of one guy in his spare time <laughs> with no monetization, and it's still like to me, it's representative of like the soul of the internet yeah it's it's, it's, it's like the this, first memes i can think of this you know? bizarre midpoint like before youtube but after memes had gotten popular and it's like here's a way to animate memes and add sound yes yeah and that that song in particular i just wrapped up picard and the whole time i'm like opening firing up my television and finding the episode <laughs> if they don't use that on the series at some point, that's a huge waste. Speaking of Picard, um, I just got back from visiting uh, Chris Antista's Animal Crossing Island, <laughs> and one of the houses has the Picard head in hand like uh, meme. It does. <laughs> right in front of the house. I, I paved. I paved all my stones with a uh, uh, dick butts. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it is the up. most Chris Island I could have imagined. Yeah. Like, if you tell me, like, hey, what would Chris do to his island? Uh, there is there's a <laughs> Nicolas Cage flag. Is your town mm-hmm. flag? No, it's not just that. The island of Diarrhea uh-huh. is, <laughs> is, is is very very special. And I thought uh, my flag is Nicolas Cage from Con Air when he walks out of the bus and his hair is flowing in the breeze. Uh huh. Because the flag <laughs> flows in the breeze. Sure, yeah, I get it. All right. Now, that was it. Was fun <laughs> visiting your island and stealing all your fruit. But uh, yes. John. Um, where where might people have heard you besides this show? And you're a recurring guest, but you have your own. I do. Uh, you can listen to me on the Square Roots podcast, where we play through a classic RPG a chunk at a time. And right now we're doing Final Fantasy VII. Oh, nice. Ooh. What do you think? Does yeah. it hold up? Uh, yes, except uh, for the mini games, which really drag it to a halt. But otherwise, mm. I, I still love it. I'm still having a lot of fun. Now I understand the story as much as you can, <laughs> which is really different than when I was 18 back in 97. Mm. You know, that uh, game is just really overdue for a remake. They should do that. They yeah, should they remake should. that game. Someone would do that. I mean, we've got plenty of remakes this week, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. We also have a, a, a patron, don't we? Uh, yeah. The executive producer. What's his er- name? Eric M. Dilakila. Oh, Patreon.com slash okay. laser time. Hey, we, hey, we got the premiere of Sick of Star Wars, question mark. Remember, we're not sh- just shitting on Star Wars. I think I'm sick of Star Wars. My co-hosts, Adam and uh, Adam and Jeremy, may disagree with me. Hmm. Hmm. Now, Michael, what was which remake was the inspiration for this week's top five? Because there's a couple remakes. We can um, probably the news, right? Honestly, the, the inspiration was a video that I saw on Twitter of Notorious B.I.G. buying a Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo! <laughs> <laughs> and playing one of the games on this list. But we've got, first off, wall-to-wall remakes this week. we got Panzer Dragoon coming back after being dead for God knows how long. We've uh-huh. got the Resident Evil 3 remake, which none of us have played because it's not out yet except for the demo. Uh, we've got, um, what else? Oh, Mod- Modern Warfare 2 campaign, which just 
exploded out of nowhere. It went from... Yeah, another surprise one, yeah. Went from being rumored to being out, like, in the space of a day. I, I guess I would count Persona 5 Royal yes, as, yes, as a remake. You. That's sort of a remake. That, no, it is 100% an enhanced remake. Mm-hmm. So, the topic for this week, before we dive into all of those, is going to be classic remakes. And by that, I don't mean just remakes of classic games. I mean, for all of you out there who look at remakes and remasters and think of this as purely a modern phenomenon of HD gaming, it goes way, way back. All right? Like, as early as the 80s, they were already remaking and remastering games, sometimes for the same platforms. Like, Ultima 1 was a remaster of the original Ultima with a bunch of new features. There's a ton of stuff. So, like, once people got used to the idea of buying new consoles, like back in the 16-bit era, like, they wanted to be able to play the games that they loved on the last one, but maybe a bit better looking. So... We, we started to see 8-bit games migrate to 16-bit with mixed results. Some of them were mm-hmm. great. Some of them were really? terrible. Did, did you use the trilogy I sent you? Is it the Ninja Gaiden trilogy? It, okay, good. We can talk about it. Because yeah. it's like this this deep irony that like this was way harder to do than a modern remaster. Mm. To bring three Ninja Gaiden games to the Super Nintendo and just kind of like completely redo the graphics... Yeah, well, they and, didn't redo them that hard. I'll tell you. No, that. They, 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 and they also didn't. They didn't refine anything because, like, it has bad frame rate. Uh-huh. It has uh, bad it, frame rate. Uh, elements that are moving in the background in the eight bit games aren't in the sixteen bit games. In some ways, it feels like a step back. But I think that's, uh, in, except for rare cases, which we'll probably talk about, like the remakes from the sixteen bit era, even from like NES games coming on to Genesis or like fucking arcade games getting enhanced ports, mm-hmm. like. They were pa- they were painstaking to make, and they suck so much compared to like <laughs> a, a three sixty game that gets a frame rate improvement and a mild texture resolution. Re- like mm-hmm. that that the, what we consider now a lazy remaster is so much better than Ninja Gaiden trilogy, which they put way more work into. <laughs> and, and now, Michael, so, we were talking. You you had a little bit of trouble figuring out which things actually qualified because back then you had this strange phenomenon of like ports or other versions of games coming up like a year or two after the release mm -hmm. of the original. You you would get a game coming out on Apple II and then it would come out on like Amiga or Macintosh a couple years later and it would look much better. But I I think I'm going to discount games like that because like, okay, that's a remastered port, I guess. It's a port that takes advantage of the the new platform's capabilities. And so you mm-hmm. would expect a graphical upgrade, but it's not like, hey, remember this game you used to love 10 years ago? Well, we'll we're re-releasing it in a fantabulous new format. Wait until you see Prince of Persia on the Macintosh. <laughs> I guess for me, the qualifier would be, it, it would have to use new art assets. Like that, mm. that should be kind of, kind of the cutoff. Yeah, I mean, right? a, like... a lot of them did use new art assets. Yeah, and then... It was actually like hard to fake at this point. Hmm. With new architecture, you couldn't really. It's not like there was. It, it, even today, there's no copy paste. It doesn't yeah. exist. But but the the remakes that I'm going to be talking about were not just like, oh hey, this game's coming to this platform now. These were all billed as remakes. Like it mm. was kind of a big deal. This is something that they talked about. There was a little bit of nostalgia thrown in, or like, hey, maybe you didn't get to play it on this obscure platform. Well, guess what? Enhanced remake. Look at all these colors. So. We are going to dive right into those 
right after this. Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker, or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co-host Jeremy and Adam beg to differ. Except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series, Sick of Star Wars, with a big giant question mark, exclusively available at patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a little taste. My funky. Footage. Does anybody remember the show Total Request Live, oh, yeah. otherwise known as TRL? Oh, Heck yeah. yes. TRL was a show on MTV that would count down the best music videos as voted on by the public. You mean Marilyn Manson and Eminem? Yes. Eminem. <laughs> yes, we got LFO talking yeah. about Summer Girls. Macaulay Culkin was home alone. That is the worst fucking rap I've ever... Anyway, uh, TRL, like a bunch of people outside screaming for their favorite music videos and being allowed to vote on them from home right. uh, via the internet and via mostly telephone at this point. Yeah. And on the 3rd of March in 1999, about three months before Star Wars comes out, MTV premieres the music video for John Williams' Duel of the Fates. <laughs> and for 11 days, this appears in the top 10. Imagine you're in a world like, I can't see any more Star Wars footage than what's in the trailer. You're saying you have more for me in yeah. addition to yes. a choir and an 80-year-old man conducting an orchestra? But I'm going to call MTV and ask you to play that all the time. <laughs> this is Dave Holmes in Times Square introducing the Duel of the Fates music video for clearly not the first time. <laughs> uh, yeah. but a person in Times Square, like in person. Yeah, we love Star Wars so much. Came all the way from Michigan to New York City with a group of college students, and instead of going to the bar last night, we went to Toys R Us to get some Star Wars toys. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you are such a geek, Stacy. Yeah, I am a geek. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you because I'm a geek too. I have to stock up on those. So you're ready to check a third look at the uh, the Star Wars video. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah! Very well. Let's take another look. The London Symphony Orchestra conducted by John Williams. This is Duel of the Fates. It is the only orchestral song of any kind to appear on MTV's TRL. But, like, again, with... The people with no internet, like, dude, show the Star Wars footage again. Again, yeah, like, look at his face. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> well, I, his eyes say that's not a request; it's a demand. Uh, oh, that's sick of Star Wars. Available exclusively at Patreon.com/LaserTime, along with weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive bonus podcasts, and more for just five bucks. And that's in addition to the brand new show, Sick of Star Wars, an angst-ridden podcast saga told in nine parts. Listen long and prosper. This is so wizarding. And we're back to talk about what? Captain John Luke. <laughs> yes, him. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Remakes. Yeah, remakes. But remakes from the 90s and the 80s right. of or all as, times. As, as my oldest child calls it, the olden days. She, she asked me about the olden days when I was growing up. <laughs> the olden days. days of EGA graphics and rolling sound cards. <laughs> Anyway, let's begin with <laughs> number five. No. Chris, you said no. Why not? <sighs> Which one are we talking about? We don't like the, the Wily Wars. Nobody likes the Wily Wars. <laughs> why not? They're it's pretty good. terrible. No, it's not it's terrible. It? All right, tell me why. Tell okay. me why. Wiley, first off, you couldn't get it in the U.S. until it came out for the Genesis Mini, or Genesis Classic, whatever they're calling it, because <laughs> it was like a, an exclusive Sega Channel release. 
Yes, and but it all, you you could you could get it on those like weird. Before they were making mini consoles, you could like buy them in like Hot Topics and Walmart, and Capcom had signed a deal where like you could get the Wily Wars, huh. but you had to get it through this one thing you plugged into your television. Weird. Well, Pro- it's uh, it's it was the Genesis remake of Mega Man One, Two, and Three. I think it's it's generally pretty faithful. The only problem that I had is like it feels a little bit heavier. The jump button is a little bit laggy. But oh, it's, if really, you... that's that shouldn't be important in a Mega Man game. <laughs> I know, right? No, it, it, it's it's hugely important. But once I got used to it, I was able to get by. Okay, and there have been like some other balancing changes. Like, oh, I used to be able to kill this robot master really easily with the mega buster and now he's super tough so i have to take things in a different order and it's it's kind of one of those things you're either gonna love it or hate it if you're a fan of the originals because either my muscle memory doesn't work anymore this sucks or my muscle memory doesn't work anymore finally a new challenge you didn't mind the like fucking music through like a digital melodica oh you mean that that to me still bugs me like this music God damn <laughs> it, is, it! Okay, that that part isn't isn't great, especially like when you like. I, I feel like every time a Mega Man gets remade and the music gets redone, like in my head, this is like this driving hard rock soundtrack, and in the head of the new composer, it's like this is like ambient bossa nova. <laughs> But, uh, got I, me down is not happy. I don't <laughs> like that at all. I think if you if you go in and play these games, like they they are pretty faithful adaptations, and it's like this is an interesting new way to play Mega Man. It's it's three of the best games in the series, and they add a Wily Tower mode, like after you finished all three of them, that is sort of like that final chapter in the first Phoenix Wright game. That it's like, oh, this is the first thing in this game that feels like it was made for the DS. Where it's like, all right, now we we built this part of the game for the Genesis specifically. Mm-hmm. The robot masters have attacks that like would only work in sixteen bits. Like this this monkey guy can shoot his staff in eight directions, and uh, yeah, it's it's it definitely feels a bit enhanced. I mean, it's it's kind of a neat extra on top of pretty decent remakes. So str- I, I don't know. I don't it's know. so strange. I, I this was sought after by me for so long and I didn't find, I didn't get my hands on it until emulation and just mm. instant oh, disgust. Em- emulation is not great from what I can gather like looking at videos of emulated playthroughs it's like this is running at like roughly three-fourths of the speed it runs at on the Genesis Mini. Hmm, okay. I don't know if that's like a problem with the emulation or what. But I actually had to speed up the music samples to match what I heard in the game. Ooh. So I, just, I feel like well, we may talk about the new release segment, but mm-hmm. it's like if you hearing you say you like the game, like mm-hmm. the only people who could like this game are people in a hostage situation. Like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't get this game anywhere else. I agree to disagree. It's on my, it's on my Genesis. I'll enjoy. It. There's. There is infinite ways now to play all of these Mega Man games mm-hmm. on any system you want. Like, there's 
no reason for this to exist now. Hmm. I, 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 maybe I'm being too cruel. I don't know. I'm sure this is someone's first Mega Man game. <laughs> Probably. I mean, how much did they really improve the graphics from, like, the NES versions? Like, did they look that drastically different? I mean, it's it's not like Super Nintendo, Mega Man 7, Mega Man X level. Yeah, the same, the same way Steven Spielberg improved the graphics on E.T. And, like, <laughs> oh, like, that, that's that, mean. It looks so fucking weird. It really does. It's like because there were piece, there were like PC versions of Mega Man that technically looked better. They just played like dog shit. Those PC mm. were, versions were an abomination. They really are, and they did not look better. <laughs> they looked like shit. I don't know. I think this 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 game is like a really good drag show. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not quite the real thing, but like man, did they gussy it up <laughs> and, and did the best they can without being the real thing. And and it has battery backup, just like drag shows. Mm-hmm. Battery backup yeah, saves. Yeah. Also, it's just true. like drag shows, you could only get it through an obscure cable network for the longest time. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Who had the Sega Channel? You had the Sega Channel, I think, Chris. No, I didn't. No? Like, no, we we desperately wanted it. Yeah. But I think by the time it came here, they had like kind of pulled the plug on it, and it was a really difficult. Like, to convince your parents to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I was still trying... Is this system playing your old games? No. <laughs> then, then why would I get this for you? Then why would they get me a whole channel devoted to this? No. But didn't <laughs> it, it didn't it use your Genesis? Like, it, it like yes. fed the stuff directly to yeah. your old it, console? It, it had, like, a modem that it... So you could download them over cable and uh, play them for a while. I think I think that maybe they went away when you turned off the system? I don't remember. No, sure that wasn't the case yeah. i hope it mm. wasn't the case mm. it was a weird time because this is like it basically ran from like 94 to 98 i remember the competitor to that do you guys have ever did you ever play like the super nintendo in hotels where you would like rent a game yes. for yes. like blocks at a time I, <laughs> I mean i was in a hotel i wouldn't want to say recently like five years ago and like this is an n64 controller yep. and yep. i'm i'm to play twilight princess on this for the low price of $7 an hour. <laughs> so expensive. Like, I, I know. I think it's, someone in your office thinks this is the same as porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest I ever got to, like, Satellaview, though, because I'm like, this kind of must have been what Satellaview was like, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, and ahead of its time. Oh, way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you don't like Wily Wars, you could always just substitute BS Zelda for this with the, <laughs> the satellite-only Nintendo remake of Zelda. With someone talking over it as you play. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Didn't you have to, like, play during certain times of the day when they would, like, run the broadcast? I think so. I think, yeah. I think uh, geez, that's wow. how it worked. That would make yeah, me nervous. It was, it was $13 a month. For Sega Channel, yeah, yes. it was expensive. It was it was expensive yeah. back then. Yeah, man. Was... yes, in '94 when like like we'll have a new system next year, and and like you had to be a real. At that point, like I just I had experienced enough platforms. Like I'm not a Sega fanboy. Like I don't need everything you guys mm. have. I want to spread it around. And my Game Boy, and my Super Nintendo, and oh boy, that 3DO looks really interesting. If I start investing right now, I could probably buy one by 2001. Well, right you also, the towers fall, I'm walking out my 3DO and layaway. You had a Saturn, and so you probably didn't even glance at this thing because this was like old playing old Genesis games. So why would you even need it? Yeah, you know? right. Well, yeah. yeah. it was it was still like a, a year before, but it was a slow rollout. And even then, like I, at some point, I'll have to clarify when we talk about stuff on podcasts. But like, I didn't have HBO until I figured out how that that Comcast had given every TV had given every cable. 
uh, subscriber in the universe HBO, but they installed a blocker to block it out. So all you had to do was remove the, th- like cut the thing and remove the thing they put on your house, and you get free HBO. Every yeah. other premium channel was different. You could not really unlock it. You would have to get like an unlock box. This I have no idea how you pirate. No, this. no. So so not to get too technical, but the way cable it might be the way it still works. It might have changed when it went to digital, <clears throat> but basically it broadcasts every channel to down the pipe all the time and then your yeah. box they just program your box to say you can decode these signals that are coming in but not these signals and so, so in, our, in our town the just only the original hbo was fed to everyone mm. everything like i i had a debug cable box for a while it was splendid i wouldn't have watched shawshank redemption unless it was descrambled on pay-per-view <laughs> I, that i so i was one of the first people to love it but uh nice. yeah i don't know how you would have pirated sega channel because like they had to know you, you were doing something because you're downloading things over their cable, which very few people were doing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this did sure. come out on cartridge in Japan and Europe, but, you know, good luck yeah. getting that in the 90s in the U.S. Uh, well, you, yeah, I mean, you, you could. It import was just so it, but, you know, yeah. You're going to pay three times as much for mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. This, but, this game to me never gets better than the box art. That's the best you have. <laughs> I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I, I I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Which I was ready I'll to throw the shot. controller through the wall at first because like this, what's what's up with this? Why is the jump map to the C button? Why does it jump a second after I push it? And then the more I got used to it, it's like okay, you know this this works. This works. I'm fine with this. But so, but it is exactly what you're talking about. Eight. Hmm. A semi-painstaking remake. It was not easy to do. Like it's yeah. I, there's no there's no there's no way to port over the code. I think you have people looking at the code and redesigning sprites from scratch. And mm-hmm. obviously, I, I believe this is outsourced. This isn't Capcom internally overseeing this. Uh-huh. We we might also be underscoring the fact that like, well, at least in my mind, Mega Man was traditionally thought of as a Nintendo franchise that yeah, had kind yeah. of and one two and three had been a big part of the nes's success and, and at so this point for those N- to come Nintendo out had Genesis. published the last Mega Man game i believe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I, w- I was kind of surprised that this didn't officially release in the u.s because i remembered like when they made this deal there was like a mascot of Mega Man shaking hands with a sonic the hedgehog mascot and uh it's it's, it's the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> until someone until someone swapped their faces uh-huh. It, it, to me, I have I, I have very few perfect Instagram posts. It's a swapped face of Sonic and Mega Man from that that art, and it's just I just wrote I wish I was dead. <laughs> God, can someone Photoshop in Joe Exotic just posing next to the old Sonic movie model, please? Can I have that internet? Yeah, having 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 him marry a very straight hard man and top man. <laughs> <laughs> That was saw, a quick pull. Somebody reward me. I saw, I saw a chart. It's, it's awesome. It's like charting all the crazy shit in that show. And one of them's like um, number of straight men in gay marriages and number of, of gay men in straight marriages. And it slowly goes up and then just tapers off midway through the show. <laughs> My favorite uh, meme was what someone posted on the Laser Time Facebook community, which was from Office Space. It's like, what would you do if you had 200 tigers? I'll tell you what I'd do. <laughs> Two men at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're listening to Tiger King Apocalypse, and uh, next up on our top five, Tiger Kings. Number four. Terrans are weak and foolish. I shall eat your heart. Blood, bloody, watch it. <laughs> Uh, 
any guesses as to what this glorious trash pile is? That kitten no. has claws. <laughs> that plan will fail like all your others. <laughs> God damn it. I love Super Wing Commander so much. Oh, dude. Okay, tell me more, please. Yes. So, Wing Commander was a fantastic early 90s space sim that was basically Top Gun in space. You were this young hotshot pilot who uh, could you could kind of create your own character in that very first iteration and like interact with all these other pilots who would be your wingmen. The story would branch depending on whether you won or lost battles. And you'd kind of get to know this cast of characters that, like, you could talk to them in a bar between missions. And it it felt like, kind of like living in this world a little bit. And to the point where if you died, you would get to watch your own funeral with, like, the colonel giving a eulogy for you. And then they send your coffin off into space like Spock's in Star Trek. But Super Wing Commander came along a few years after Wing Commander had made its splash and appeared on pretty much every hot console at the time from PC to Super Nintendo to Sega CD. Oh boy. All right, some serious action. A lot of young pirates get excited when they see the first destroyer. Just what do you mean by that, boss? They lose their heads and go straight in for the battleship. Then the right fighter they forgot about Blasts them from behind. Big ships move slow and turn like pigs. Thing to do is clean up the fighter cover first. Then go in for the battleship. So that was that was the, the talkiest that the original Wing Commander got. Can, on real quick, Sega CD. Uh, a, Mark Hamill can Mark Hamill can get away with anything. <laughs> <laughs> a, I don't know who's supposed to be offended with that accent, but I'm sure someone. I'm is sure offended. everyone uh, is. I was offended. <laughs> and B, why did they just leave the demo mode of that keyboard on the entire time they were speaking? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here's the same scene remastered with new actors and new music in Super Wing Commander. All right, some serious action. Oh, wow. A lot of young pilots get excited when they see their first destroyer. <laughs> Just what do you mean by that, boss? <laughs> what? They lose their heads and go straight in for the battleship. Then a light fighter they forgot about blasts them from behind. Big ships move slow and turn like pigs. Thing to do is... Clean up the fighter cover first, then go in for the battleship. All right, so then is is Maniac and Boss Man, two of the uh, the guys that you can fly with as oh, you shit. you fight against the Kill Rathi, who are these like that was, that was Lightning McQueen and Mickey Rooney from <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> I got I got a little bit of a mixture of Lightning McQueen and then Christian Slater impersonating Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I think there. that's more what they were going for. Gonna take you from behind. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of give me a Doctor Light performance uh, vibes. Wow, Doctor Light, wow. <laughs> and yet still better acted than the 1999 Wing Commander movie, starring a WWE writer, a woman with a name after a spice, and Matthew Lillard. Uh, 
I've, when I've we come saw to that, appreciate Matthew Lillard as I get older. Me too. <laughs> when I saw that one in theaters, people just demanded they play the Phantom Menace trailer again. <laughs> Do you remember? Just talked about that. Do you remember the trailer featured the Matrix camera thing, but it was around like a drink yes. spilling and <laughs> yeah, yes. there's like yes. cornflakes in the air instead of dodging bullets. Yes. I, I remember that scene vividly because they jump to light speed at the at the second like this thing spills and it's it's just there for no reason. Uh, it's definitely hard to go back to not Biff Tannen as Maniac, because I really associate Biff Tannen with Maniac. Huh, that's an wow, interesting... That was Tom Wilson? Association. Yeah. That, that was Tom Wilson? I love Tom Wilson. Yeah, Tom Wilson. Well, in the in Wing Commander 3, 4, and Prophecy, it's oh, Tom wow. Wilson. Yeah. Oh, damn. But, but yeah, Super Wing Commander, basically, it was only released on 3DO and Macintosh. It was, as far as I'm aware, the only Macintosh version of Wing Commander, and it redid all of the graphics. It redid all of the voice acting, all the music, obviously. Uh, and it kind of streamlined things a little bit more since people had to speak your call sign. You were, you were only ever Maverick because it just can't rip off hot or Top Gun enough. I almost said hot shots there. <laughs> it might be just a transport, but it's probably a small warship. Maverick, you and Paladin are going to go out and get a look at it. And destroy it if you can. Faith, lad, but that'll be a challenge. Uh, it's the allegedly Scottish Paladin uh, speaking well, at the end, and, and, and your Colonel Halcyon. Uh, look, I can see how you get this confused with Hot Shots, but Michael, it's Tiger's Claw, not Tiger Blood. Okay, Tiger's Claw. <laughs> Tiger's Claw, yeah. Not Tiger Blood. Well, like, because Charlie Sheen, Tiger Blood. Right. right. Remember, that was like 40 yeah. years ago now. It feels mm-hmm. like ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was at least uh, four four universal cycles ago. Um, <laughs> so how did it play? Because uh, it's, it's more like uh, if you ever played Wing Commander Privateer, that's what mm-hmm. it looks like. It's that kind of mid-90s I mean, Wing it, Commander. It, it plays maybe a... A little differently from from the original. Like I, I remember it feeling very similar. I loved it on Super Nintendo. I, I also played the shit out of it on Mac. And mm. uh, the the biggest difference that I can remember is just that Super Wing Commander looked a lot better. Like at, right. at for the time, like these things looked almost photorealistic. They they were the the animation was a bit smoother. The sprites were just generally sharper. I had the the misapprehension for the longest time that it's just like super wing commander the missions don't branch like things will always happen the same way and then i looked right. it up and like oh no it looks like it does branch but why would you play through that game on anything but the winning branch because i guess you see <laughs> yeah. some cutscenes you wouldn't see normally but mm-hmm. it, it's a to, safe you get to fly game. different missions yeah you could totally save scum your way through it you don't you don't want your your wingmen to die just exactly. so everyone can mope about it for a while that's rotten. But um, one thing that they sacrificed in the move from the Sega CD talkie version to Super Wing Commander was the uh, the vocal stylings of one Cam Clark. It might be just a transport, but it's probably a small warship. Hotshot, you and Paladin are going to go out and get a look at it. And destroy it if you can. Yes, lad, but that'll be a challenge. 
also, yeah, small difference. You're Maverick in Super. You're Hotshot in in the Sega CD version, and you're whatever you want to be in the original PC version. Gives you that freedom, man. Lots more barks and taunts in the middle of combat. You just constantly hearing Kill Rathies chatter at you in English. Anybody <laughs> else played Wing Commander at all? Um, oh, I'm, I'm a huge. I just haven't played Super Wing Commander. Mm, I'm a huge yeah. Wing Commander nut. I mean, yeah. it's it's not a hugely different experience from what I remember. It, it's just like this is the definitive cinematic for the time version of Wing Commander uh, of an already very cinematic cutscene heavy game. And this is, I think, this came out the same year as Wing Commander Three, which you know had the three mm. D full three D polygon graphics and live action cutscenes yeah. and yeah. all that. You can play as Luke Skywalker, sort of. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you should check out the cast to uh, Privateer 2, The Darkening, mm. which has Clive Owen, Brian Damn. Blessed, Christopher Walken, wow. the lady from Max Headroom. That is, it's got a crazy cast. Yeah, that is that is a much better cast than that game deserves, probably. <laughs> I always heard good things about Privateer. I never <laughs> never played it. Privateer 2 is very weird. Cl- uh, Clive Owen is ama- like really good. He's hmm. genuinely... It's one of his first appearances in anything. And he's really, really good. Yeah. This is a, an interesting stopgap between uh, the, the sprite animated faces of the original and, like, the, the full FMV of the later Wing Commander games. But, um, yeah, it's an oddity that's kind of impossible to get your hands on now. So, yeah. good luck if you're trying to, to play <laughs> it. But, anyway, we should probably move on to something else that you've actually played today, John. Oh. All right, what is this? That is a Lunar. Yes. That is the Sega CD opening. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lunar, better known as Lunar Silver Star Story, because that mm-hmm. was what the PlayStation remaster was called. Silver Star Story Complete ah, is yes, the PlayStation. Thank you. thank you, because it has all the DLC, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and a cloth map and, and all this stuff you don't uh-huh. need. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I still have that cloth map. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, but yes, Lunar Silver Star Story was a sprite-based, very heavily anime-influenced JRPG originally for the Sega CD. When they brought it over to PlayStation, they redid all of the graphics, uh, significantly cleaned it up. It looks much, much better. And uh, more to the point, they also added a ton of fully voiced anime cutscenes. Hey, Alex! I figured you might be here. Now that the warm weather has melted the ice near the dragon's cave, there isn't any time to waste getting started on our big adventure. If we hurry, we may be able to sneak in without waking the dragon. Then we can get a fantastically huge diamond from its lair worth thousands and thousands of silver, making us filthy, stinking rich, and very popular in the process. Grammus <laughs> <sighs> is great. <laughs> if I... ever there's been an argument for subs over doves, I think, I think we just heard it. <laughs> No, I love it. It sounds like more sex-positive Steven Universe <laughs> voice acting right there. Now, the Sega CD Lunar did have fully voiced cutscenes, but uh, they were sprite-based. They weren't. Uh, dis- they weren't at FMV. Yeah. So, I guess there was also a Lunar anime. Do you, do you know if, like, they they 
did original animation for the PlayStation version, or was it just taking so. it from the anime? I haven't seen the anime, so I could not answer that, but I thought it was original. Yeah, it, it definitely has a feel of, like, video game cutscene where there's a character in your face yelling things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But I think, overall, it's, it's uh, like, you, you said it, it feels really rough playing it now. Uh, well, that's only because of just the game design. I think that is a big improvement over... Because sometimes these remasters are, are a step back, which we'll, I think we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this one's definitely... It looks gorgeous. It's really good sprite art. Uh, the the environments look way better. Uh, it's just the, the, the combat. Even though the enemies appear on screen, they all just make beelines for you, and it's uh, yeah. uh, really grindy and, and repetitive. I remember, I haven't played this very much, but that was one thing that really struck me about it, was like, oh, it's not just random encounters. I can see where the enemies are, and I can try to avoid them. You can try. Mm-hmm, you can try. <laughs> you won't succeed. Uh but there's a the first dungeon has a, a nice uh, gimmick where you have to bait one into charging at you so it can break objects, which is in both versions, as in the Sega huh. CD and the, uh, the PS1 version. Neat. But I, I do feel like the there's one thing that the Sega CD version definitely has over the PlayStation version, and that is its theme song, which, uh, as you'll remember, sounds like this. The PlayStation version gets this. Tap out. I'm tapping out. There's a tap out button. Finish the verse. Finish the verse. Uh, The the original version has a great song. I don't know why they decided to replace it with the the national anthem of video games. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it kind of sounds like the Magic Knight Ray Earth theme song, which they were also, like, they'd just done, like, the Saturn version of that. I think it was their last game for the Saturn. All right, Michael is not invited to the next edition of Shame Songs. On <laughs> I'm not saying I liked it. I'm just saying it sounds like this other thing that they also You sure did. know a lot about it tonight. <laughs> I, I do. I was a huge weeb in college. What do you want? <laughs> that Sega CD version, when I when I rented the game the first time, I called my friends and played that song for them. Oh, nice. Which is humiliating. But, you know. <laughs> in retrospect, but yeah. it was prob- probably felt awesome at the time, right? Yeah, it's like this is so cool. Mm-hmm. This these cutscenes have full voices, and there's a song, and it's better than the Night Trap song. And your friends are probably <laughs> probably look back on it and it's like, man, I'm so embarrassed because I thought that was so awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, John's such a cool guy. <laughs> CD quality songs, man. It was like uh, the the classic conundrum from Jurassic Park is like you were so busy f- trying, you know, worried about if you could, you never thought about if you should put those songs on there. I listened to that Sega CD one in my free time for fun sometimes. I, I was just going to say, you probably made people a mixtape of those songs, didn't you, John? <laughs> I still think it's it's as good as the Soul Calibur theme song. Mm. Or Soul Blade, oh, sorry. Oh, wow. Gotta get the edge oh. of soul to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Anime's uh, the worst. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, it's also just the... the Engli- something about English translations of anime songs, especially. It's like... What is this approach to songwriting? You're just like cramming as many words that don't <laughs> yes. rhyme in as possible because you want to capture the original meaning. Just write a goddamn song, my god. I know. Just do something <laughs> different. Like you don't have to say everything. 
Um, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, it's been a long time since a Lunar game, like, what happened? Because I feel like everyone was talking about these when they came out, but then mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah, we, we didn't the get... The company we... went under with a giant Lunar release. Well, there, <laughs> nice. there were two of them, and I think the last release was for Game Boy Advance. Uh, no, well, there's a DS, that was Lunar oh. Dragon Sword. Okay, yeah. A- and then there's the PSP one. Of course it's Dragon one. Sword. Uh, which I think came out in 2009 here, mm. which is another remake of Lunar 1. Okay. And that yeah. one's come to iOS. Oh, wow. So it's still mm. technically around. Yeah. Yeah. You can still well, play remakes. these games, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Assuming they've been updated. To work yeah, with... yeah. There's. it was on sale this week, I think, the, the iOS oh, wow. one. And you can still download the one for Vita, uh, or the PSP one on Vita. That's pretty cool. But is it as cool as... Number two... Fucking hate this. <laughs> you hate it? I just, just like. Hold on, like if, if you're gonna start off with like, like a a, a real audio effect of a studio audience, uh-huh. and you feel like it's gonna be like <laughs> boom, 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 firework, Mario, 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 they're just like. Like you had to make that song for this game. <laughs> Why that one? It doesn't have to, you don't have to do it today. Take some time. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awful song. That's, that is an awful song. Wait, really? That you, is do a, you want to hear a better song? Yes. Yes. Listen to that shit. It's beautiful. It's using about ten times as many instruments as it needs. Oh, there it is. There you There's go. The mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fucking marimba that <laughs> Nintendo became addicted to. <sighs> dun, uh, dun, dun. Wow. Yeah. This is the first time we've really gotten the, the island influence in the Mario soundtrack, probably. I, I think it like... came with Super Mario World. Yeah, and, that's true. And, and, and to yeah. a certain degree, in Super Mario Brothers 3, is as close as they could imitate it with NES uh, sound chips. But yeah. it's true. They were the, all those people making the music. We did a whole show about it. We're like weirdo jazz fans. It <laughs> couldn't get enough of shit like this. <laughs> Unlistenable music, thoroughly. <laughs> it, it, which ended up making the, the like the nursery rhymes of our generation. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I I didn't have a Nintendo growing up, but we did have a Super Nintendo. So this is the most the version I played the most of of one, two, and three by far. That's got to be crazy. Wow. So remember all my complaints about Mega Man. Wily War is not being quite as responsive. Uh, those go out the window here. These are perfect recreations of the yep. uh, the first four Mario games, including uh, the the original Japanese Super Mario Brothers two, which was in the collection Super Mario All Stars as the Lost Levels, mm-hmm. and Super Mario Brothers two was basically a huge middle finger to fans. Saying like, oh, you think you're tough for finishing the first Mario? Well, wait till you see how we fuck with you in this one. We got poison mushrooms. We got Bowsers that jump around throwing hammers all over the goddamn place. Dude, that shit is really mean. I finished it with save states on a stream. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Wow. It's absurd. Like, that is not a palatable game. No. At all. It really isn't. And and thank God that, uh, is it Howard Phillips? Yeah, that he got to preview Super Mario Brothers 2 
when it came to the U.S. or was going to come to the U.S. And he's like, we can't publish this game. This is terrible. <laughs> we need yeah. something else. And they adapted this wonderfulness instead. <laughs> That's Mario game. I love the bass boost they give the music in this. Mm-hmm. I gotta be clear, I, I have never played Mario 3 in this game. Really? No, no, because like, by the time this came out, like, I was still like, I don't know, It's it, my play habits were weird, but like, we, we, we did a whole thing where, like, we I, I I tried to play every level in Mario Three, not just beat it mm-hmm. right, with warps, and it was hard. Yeah. And I was gently learning the game, and that's why Lost Level sucks so much. Because if you remember what Mario One came out, like every level was sort of a new thing, mm-hmm. and everything it tried was was new, and you were seeing new things all the time. And this is like this is just the same as the old game, but fucking impossible. You added wind and yep. poison, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, like well, none of this is even fun. The original Super Mario Brothers, like that was one of the few games that's like this is too hard. Like after a, after a while, you get to the higher levels and it's just like I'm just gonna die over and over again. I'm I'm not having fun. I gotta quit. So I, that's like one game that I've never finished from the original like eight bit canon is Super Mario. Oh, I've never finished that like second round, but mm. like uh, this this was fantastic, and I never owned it mm. uh, until the Wii. Yeah, same here. And, and, mm. And it, the the Wii, I still ha- I, I went actually bought a bunch of like uh, clearance stock at like fucking Target because uh, they had the Wii released a disc version of Super Mario All Stars, right? <laughs> but only because like it it's it was better and more responsive than the Virtual Console versions of those games, hmm. versions of those originals. I just uh, I, I never played this because I I felt like at the time I had played the original the first three games and then I had heard the rap about Lost Levels and I'm like well that doesn't sound pleasant at all like I didn't I just didn't feel like I needed to play it I, I was perfectly happy with either. Mario World yeah. and I'm like well yeah, yeah never never felt but it became a pack in eventually so I, hmm. I'm I don't know is that how you got it John uh no I just rented a lot of Blockbuster okay nice. Yeah, I, yeah, but last levels like it, it, it's mainly there. I think as a curiosity. Like if you go back to it now, like that, it cannot hold my interest for more than like a level. I, I just get frustrated and like, okay, no, well that was interesting. Like, I I got poisoned immediately. Avoid yeah, the it's, purple it's a mushrooms. bad Mario Maker level almost all the way through. It it holds the same place uh, for me as like that um, that version of um, Twilight. Uh, or the, what's the N sixty four Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time? Yeah. That has the master quest. You know that disc that they did for the yep. GameCube that yes. has. So I have that, and I started to play it, and then I was like, "Oh, neat! They did this. I don't need to play through this whole game and see how they redone the dungeons. It's fine. Like it holds that that kind of place to me. Like, yeah, it's fine. That I know that exists and that's neat. I do not need to play through that whatsoever. It's it's, it's really pretty and it plays well. I I can't put my finger on it. Have not replayed things before this, but I thought Wily Wars lost something in the gameplay. Whereas mm. this, like, no, this is the same, and it's it's what it thinks sixteen bit. Is means is prettier, but you know whatever. I prefer the look of the original levels, and I prefer the next remake on the, on the Game Boy, the 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 Advance series. Oh yeah, no, those were great. Even though it was like here, it's it's a very similar experience to All Stars, but you have to pay for each game separately and wait <laughs> forever for them to come out. <laughs> I know. Um, but, I don't know what took them but, so long. But you never you never played Super Mario Brothers three on this, so you never got to see the sixteen bit version of the most liberating moment in 8-bit history. 
The moment when you will believe a fat Italian man can fly. True. <laughs> I've never I'm, worked out a day in my life. Wee! <laughs> so I'm, I'm just really mostly curious about, like, why Nintendo decided to make this. You know, because it was... It's like, was this for people who maybe had missed any one of those three original games on the NES? Or was, like... It, I do know it, it kind of fell in this weird gap where it was, like, after they had released Mario Kart... Um, and they, the next Mario title was a way, was a ways off with Yoshi's Island. So it was like, well, we need something Mario to come out. And so may, maybe I want to say it was because it was a easy B it like dashed it like doing year old games work. It comes with all the Mario games. I know the Mario games. I like those games, son. Let's go pick this up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a pack in almost immediately. I, hmm. I don't, I, I very rarely remember it being sold separately because like, like within a year, it was a it was a pack in with Mario World. You would own five Mario games by buying this fucking system, which even made me a little mad. According mm. to Wikipedia, Miyamoto just came up with the idea after after Mario Kart was done. He's like, we should make a, a compilation of Mario games, and Nintendo's like, yes, excellent idea, let's do that. Now, I mean, I saw that, but that's I'm kind of wondering what the real reason was. Was it like, hey, hey, we can was, make more money without a yeah, huge yeah. amount of work? Yes, yeah. but normally I wouldn't think of Miyamoto as the guy to suggest that, as like mm. the money guy that's like, oh, well, hey, this, no, let's do a quick it's, cash it's in. It's also like, you know, let's revisit these classic. Let's put out the definitive best-looking versions of these games yeah, possible. Yeah, they, it's The way Nintendo was thinking it could have been like an interesting uh, uh, thought exercise. Can we bring these old games to this system? Mm-hmm. Well, we shouldn't just bring the old games to the system. Could we make them look better? It turns out they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could make new. By the way, all these, I think, uh, the first three three games in that pack-in combined, I think, have a combined 10, 20 minutes of music. So it <laughs> wasn't a ton of work there. Yeah. Uh, it Roughly that. Yeah, it was. And, and yeah, in, in 94, they combined it with Super Mario World to create the ultimate pack-in game. And, uh, yeah, the, the first five Mario games in one cartridge. There you go. They're mm-hmm. all amazing. It's pretty incredible if you think about it. Yeah. It Stay tuned for the news segment. Hmm, just saying, little tease there. Ooh, interesting. I thought that inspired this, this top five, <laughs> to be honest. Maybe. You'd think. But anyway, we haven't gotten to... yet. Well, I know this. There's a certain segment of our audience that is creaming its fucking jeans right now. <laughs> oh, the cool segment. Yeah. That is that is the classic Sierra Entertainment jingle that would play at the beginning of their games. And nobody did remasters quite like Sierra as early and as frequent as they mm. did. That If you've ever played the original... Sierra graphical adventure games from the 80s, your King's Quest, Space Quest, Police Quest, Quest Quest, Sex Quest, which is actually called Leisure Suit Larry, in the land of the lounge lizards. You you kind of got to know them as like these 
fairly identical looking games that like they they all looked like a step above what an Atari 2600 could do. Um they didn't sound like much except for maybe which sounds great. Yeah. But but well written and fun to interact with and you could actually like it, these being early adventure games, you would type in commands and uh, just kind of try to intuit what a game wanted you to do instead of just like, oh, I've got a series of commands that I activate using my mouse. Like, oh, can I talk to this? No. Can I touch it? No. Can I pee on it? Which is an actual command in Leisure Suit Larry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> but Sierra did a bunch of these. The first was actually... King's Quest. So the original King's Quest released in the mid 80s was a very straightforward kind of ugly game. And in 1990, they decided to remaster it to make it look like their other EGA games at the time. EGA being referring to a monitor standard that was 16 colors. So... uh, (laughs) Even at the time, it, it like I remember, like I was hanging out with Sam. I could install the same floppy disk game on his on my computer and his, mm. and they would look different. Yeah, because he had a different monitor. Right, like it was so it was so weird. But they could look, but it was like it felt like a drastic difference at the time. Mm-hmm. Most of these games were for EGA at their peak. I think you could say they looked a little bit better than what an NES could do, but not as good as like a Genesis or a Super Nintendo. And when VGA monitors came along in the early '90s and became standard, they wanted, for whatever reason, to bring back their original number ones to look like their other current games at the time, which ranged from like, this is like a very vibrant looking animated cartoon to this is as photorealistic as you can get with 16 bit graphics on a 256 color monitor. So you, you got uh police quest one search for the death angel. Yeah. Pursuit or, of the pursuit, pursuit of sorry. the death angel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of legendary for being, really stringent about like you have to follow regulations uh if you're late for your briefing you will lose your job and it'll be game over fun fun fact uh playing the original police quest for the very first time uh i just typed in remove pants and immediately i was naked and it was a game over (laughs) so you can do that just cop disrobes in station gets fired You can get fired uh, in both the EJ and VJ versions, I think, for mm-hmm. groping another man in the shower. Oh, nice. In the police locker room. All right. Well, <laughs> awesome. But the the, uh, the the music that I played at the beginning, this terrible, is like a, a car chase. You're like seeing a drunk driver and chasing him. Here's the same thing in the VGA version. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days. Yeah, so you get it. They became, in some ways, a little less silly, a little more silly. What su- kind of surprised me was, like, there are a bunch of, like, elaborate sight gags that I'm familiar with from the Episode 1 games. Or not Episode 1, but the... The EGA. The, well, the, the VGA remakes. Oh, okay. And then going back and playing the original EGA game is like, oh, this is the same gag. It's just, it looks less pretty. But they have this whole thing where, like, if in the first screen of Leisure Suit Larry, for example, you wander away from the bar, it's 
just surrounded by dark alleys and a thug will immediately come out and beat you up. And mm. if that happens, like there'll just be a text box on screen that says like, okay, he messed up again, get him another body. And then like <laughs> a panel just recedes through the sidewalk and your body is like taken in this underground uh, area and fed into a machine and you get a new body through this long elaborate sequence and it's just like, okay, now you know what we've go through every time you restart your game. Here you go. Back on the street. Now, these were all pre-Daryl Gates police quests, right? Yes. These weren't... Yeah. yeah oh, this was police quest one, which <laughs> is Jim... Uh... Oh, what was his last name? Man. But I just I just want our listeners to know how weird it was that like an ex-police chief of Los mm-hmm. Angeles was the producer on three police quest titles and they, they used him in the marketing. And this is a man who, not without his share of controversy too, like he... Uh, Jim yeah, Walls, he, he, he was also a former police officer that created mm-hmm. it. But he right. wasn't the LA police chief during the Rodney King riots. So. No. I guess, yeah, the fourth to sixth titles, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, were designed by Daryl F. Gates. And I remember getting Sierra's Interaction magazine um, Mm. because I'd sent an Infinity registration card. They were very, very proud that they'd gotten a luminary like Daryl F. Gates (laughs) to design their games. See, the only police quest, I actually worked on police quest on SWAT 4. Really? uh, Which SWAT 4 was great. And do you guys remember who developed SWAT 4? Looking glass, irrational, irrational. Mm. That's it. Yeah. The, mm. So, uh, but yeah, it's a police quest. I do remember. Yeah, the early games were very much like procedural police things, where it was like, no, you're a detective, and you have to follow these rules. And if you, if you, it like any Sierra game, if you do one thing wrong, game over, pal. Like you're yeah. done. Yeah, you just have to save scum through those. They, they, they tell you like save early, save often. And, and different files. Mm-hmm. Because we'll kill you for laughs. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I loved the first three games. I mm-hmm. played through the fourth one. And, and, like, I wasn't super woke as a teenager, but I thought just, like, it ends up having this trans woman being the, the psycho bad guy at the end. And you find, uh, you find her by attaching a leash to a random dog in a park. It was just, just like bullshit. Ace Ventura. Just like Ace Ventura, what? Johnny. It was, it was shit. I mean, it was, the, yeah. This, the bad guy was a uh, psycho trans woman in Ace Ventura 1. Uh, yeah. Oh, Finkel? Oh, man. Um, it's quite a saga. Yeah. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. The uh, So the, these VGA versions of the games I, I thought were so hit or miss. Like Space Quest 1 mm-hmm. had an almost serious aesthetic to it. This first three oh, yeah. or first four Space Quest games really did. They'd they'd be silly, but the look was very like hard sci-fi, like based on popular movies mm-hmm. and stuff. But when they redid Space Quest One, they made it look really goofy. They gave it kind of this uh, Day of the Tentacle style warped doors and really goofy look to it that I it, it just bounced hard off of. I, I remember it looking more or less the same as Space Quest Four, which was like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was like they were trying to be semi-realistic although it was goofy in a lot of the same ways that the original space quest was goofy and i again like they would kill you just for a laugh and i remember one of my favorite gags was like you see like this this crater full of like bubbling green liquid and one of the things that you can do 
is against all common sense. You click the hand icon on it and you will just shove your hand down into it and wait for a second and pull it back. And it's just like a red stump. And then you, <laughs> you fall over backwards and like the programmers will come in and say, let's see what he did wrong. <laughs> and they like start like drawing on the screen like they're doing analysis of a football game or something with like, OK, now here we're drawing this circle where you can see he made the fatal error of putting his hand in the <laughs> puddle of unidentified bubbling goop. Oh, look at this. He's falling backwards. Here's an arrow to illustrate his trajectory. Um, Look, this was the time when any police procedural on TV, the cop would dip his finger in what he thought might be cocaine and rub it all over his gums to mm -hmm. double check. Like, like mm, that's no, what that's we believe. That was the way you check that stuff. Uh -huh. yeah. Yo, this shit is pure. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me this isn't cocaine? Yeah, I did iced tea doing cocaine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Quest for Glory 1's remake yeah. was beautiful because they did oh, uh, so Playmation good. for all the monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looked, and so yeah, it's digit like uh, Clay Fighter style digitized claymation, but it looked really nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and going back to Police Quest for a second, one thing that really struck me about it was like they seem to have like rendered, like the, the sprite for the main character is always standing at a weird angle because you're <laughs> supposed to get the impression that this is isometric, but it really just looks like I'm leaning over to one side, strangely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Quest for Glory 1 is, that that whole series is probably the best thing that Sierra did. And I love right. the rest of Sierra's output. But like, they at some point said, let's merge our uh, adventure game approach with an RPG and uh, let you just constantly sneak everywhere to gain experience points. Because that's the way the world works. Uh, you'll get really good at sneaking if you just do it all the time. And yep. uh, although I think the original Quest for Glory, which was called Hero's Quest, so you want to be a hero, they had to change it because there was the board game Hero Quest. Right. The the clips that I found on YouTube, they actually sound a bit better than the remake. So here's here's the original. The fight scene. guessing that's uh, MIDI on a fairly high-end at the time sound card. Here's yeah, it the... sounds like a Roland or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be my guess. Here's the remake. I mean, you do get monster snarls, so that's a thing. And that was that was better. <laughs> <laughs> That's the remake. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was better, but it looks a lot better. I'll say that for it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I do miss that text parser, though. It, it, you can yeah. have like so many little Easter eggs and stuff hidden inside that you could just type in the weirdest things you wanted to do, and yeah. sometimes they accounted for it. Uh -huh. That's true. Um, like for example, in Police Quest, uh, you could use a search computer and type in the word "fuck," and it would say "biologic intercourse." <laughs> um, but but yeah like I, I i liked the appeal of that um at the time but i also like the simplicity of like i i don't want to have to guess constantly at what the game designer's intent was because to advance there's really only one right thing to do except for in the quest for glory games where there are several paths through the game can you imagine trying to figure out that you had to pick up a pie and then throw it at a Yeti in King's Quest V if you had to type in all that stuff? <laughs> Instead of just 
using this this uh, cursor interface that just yeah now now it's touch now it's walk now it's talk um and speaking of games that had a unique look uh lo- like that that brief moment of Leisure Suit Larry games Leisure Suit Larry 5 and 1 Mm-hmm. Like it, it had this strange, like new wave style where like everything was really sharp angles, like '90s swatch pattern aesthetics. I, I don't quite. It was know nine, how to That was just very 1991, dude. Yeah, it, it was, was extremely kind of 1991. But Rocco's modern life. Yes. Background. Yes. yes thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I mean, I can't believe you don't give that game the the credit it deserves. It's passionate. Patty does a little undercover work. Is that's the full true. name of Leisure Suit Larry Five? Not to be confused with Passionate Patty in Pursuit of the Pulsating Pectorals. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Title for no. three. I would um, never disrespect Passionate Patty that mm-hmm. way. Although that was a big deal. Do you, do you remember like what the big deal with the music was for Passionate Patty? Does a little undercover work. No. Yes, all I could think about was the music when I was looking at those games at the time. Michael. Yes, I know, but they were <laughs> they were big on the music because it was composed by Craig Safan, who I believe was the composer for Cheers. Oh, oh, huh? <laughs> How ironic that we didn't know his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ironic indeed that I only know it because of reading about Sierra games at the time. Um, but yeah, they they had a lot of interesting little little gags here and there. I have very fond memories of these games, and especially fond memories of the weird little throwaway gag in the first Space Quest remake, where in the original they you could like walk in and out of this uh, Star Wars inspired cantina, and they'd have different bands. You'd have like a ZZ Top band, and one of the bands was uh, clearly just the Blues Brothers. <laughs> And they redid that for Space Quest 1. They were blue skinned for some reason, but we'll forgive them. (laughs) A little more legally distinct than that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they put in John Goodman instead of Jim Belushi in uh-huh. that remake, and it was it was it was even better, just like Blues Brothers 2000. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got you know his... the Blues Brothers really needed a child <laughs> that that made everything better and a zombie number. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Actually. I still haven't seen it. I have only played the N64 game. Nobody's seen it. We all just joke about it, man. It's I've true. seen it, I, dude. I had a, I, I had a Blues Brothers poster in my room when I was 13 years old. Oh, I'm <laughs> Love sorry. The Blues I played the shit of those stupid Titus games when that was their fucking mascots. Oh. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I love the Blues hmm. Brothers. Right. Well, I'm sorry you had to Keep experience their own. that. Heats their own. Mm, Neither here nor there. Mm. Your King's Quest, yes. Yes, yes. Quest. King's Quest. The Quest, Quest game. Quest, Quest, um, Which, by the way, one of my favorite remakes um, in terms of episodic games, the King's Quest remakes. Oh, the, 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 oh, the yeah, really the, recent ones. The ones yeah, with Christopher still, Lloyd. I really want to play those. I still haven't got to it yet. Mm, same. But they yeah. actually published those under the Sierra label, too. It's not just no, an no. Activision game. Yeah, yeah. take your time. It's too late now. Mm-hmm. You can't affect anything. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, though, like, at the time, like, I remember King's Quest was always like the, the goody two-shoes. Uh, like, this is more of a kid series kind of series. Until 6, which was amazing. Kind of more grown-up, vibrant. Felt a little bit more open-ended. More like King's Quest coming into its own rather than just these silly gags inspired by fairy tales. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But then, yeah, like the the other ones, like oh, Space Quest is all like goofy and raunchy, and it's, loved Space Quest. Oh man, uh, Space Quest Four is the best one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely definitely my favorite. But anyway, that's been our top five classic classic remasters. Hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, there are a bunch of others that we won't talk about, but in the meantime, we have new remakes to talk about, along with a bunch of news and other stuff, and we'll get into all of that right after this break. When all the land is peaceful and there is no further to us at last, then comes a time for love, two hearts colliding into one great hymn. But there are winds for boating and there is a dark storm that soon will pass. Kiss me my love and go, the time for valor has returned again. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It's interesting how this has all been affecting us, starting with it was my birthday. Your birthday, your son's birthday, and my dad's birthday during all of this. And two of our other friends' birthdays. That's uh, true. It's been absolutely crazy. And also totally boring. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I keep calling it a slow-moving 9-11. Uh, yeah. I should say that. Like, uh, we had to cancel all of our birthday things, and I feel the worst for your son, because it's a, he's actually at an age where it matters. And yeah, I mean, it was his first going to be his first year as a teenager, and I just told him we we're going to have to push it off to the summer. But son, I don't know if I can even keep that promise. Son, can you put a cork in puberty for another year? Are you gonna, <laughs> <laughs> Get bonus time—a weekly, uncensored, and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash LaserTime. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 302010. Here's something you may remember from 20 years ago. Something that still makes me giggle, but this, we're coming in with Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas, uh, and it's number one this week, and it'll be on the charts for like another fucking year! Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's... So, like, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Well, one, like, now that this has, like, kind of been memified and, like, we all seem to have the same experience. I've never felt so in sync with society that we all kind of, like, hate or, like, goddamn smooth. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did we really need that much smooth? <laughs> but, like, in a historical context, we were talking about earlier in the year was the beginning of the Latin craze. That's yeah. the, like, right. Carlos Santana is famous in music circles, but is not an album pusher. Right. He got lumped into that category as the Latin craze. Mm-hmm. He's got the Matchbox 20 guy. Mm-hmm. So it gets in the rock thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, but it's also in pop. So this, I, I remember flipping through the stations when I was delivering shit for whatever insurance company or Chinese place I was working for. This was on every station, oh, yeah. except for, like, hip hop. It was everywhere. Well, and then you get your classic rock yes. because they love Yes, Santa. you have a classic rocker doing a pop song with a new rocker 
one of the biggest pop stars. When it comes out pretty poppy, yeah. so it's on every fucking station. It was unavoidable. And it, I remember it came to a point like, I hate this song more than any song that's ever happened. Yes. I've said it to myself in the car <laughs> to no one. There was no Twitter. Like, I hate this song so fucking much. And I stand by it. I, I mean, never want to hear it again. How many movies and television programs have you seen where they're flashing back to late 90s, early aughts, oh, and they, they open with this song? <laughs> yep. It's just like, that is the signifier for this time. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to our final segment where we have so many remakes and other. to talk about resident evil 3 remake that's probably the biggest is, yeah easily the biggest release of this week uh coming out on friday but uh i've i've played through the demo which if you know what you're doing is disappointingly short but if you don't there's a lot to play around with in there have you guys hmm. had any experience with it no, no not yet mm. i was kind of waiting for the full thing to come i out, mean so. if you like resident evil 2 remake this is it's like that. It's real good. Yeah. It's uh, everything has been redone top to bottom. Well, I think this this is the biggest can't fail version of mm-hmm. whatever two was because even I was a little skeptical. Like you're not going to recapture whatever special about two, and they did. Yep. And they made it better, and they made it modern. And they added and, that cool multiplayer mode that uh, comes with the game. Yeah. And, and three was the one that like I think people, even though a lot of people love it, like it's. Like, if I was talking to Sammy, and it was like, that was the thing that, like, oh, I guess I'm done with Resident Evil. I didn't like the way the series went. And it, it, it's not, like, the series kind of took a pause for a little while mm-hmm. after 3. Yeah. Did some spinoffs, and, like, where do we want to take this? And it, it didn't gel with a lot of people, so in terms of something that could have used some, that, that deserves a replay in people's eyes, I think mm. uh, 3. Yeah. Is a good well, it took, it took a pause because that was when we got what would become Devil May Cry. Yeah. You know, they were they were trying to figure out what 4 was going to be for so and long. And Code so. Veronica and probably a light gun game. Hmm. Well, it also oh, yeah. took a pause. Like, 3 is the only game in that series that I think I haven't actually really played ever. And I, I feel like I remember at the time it struck me as like, this isn't a real sequel. This is a prequel in the same areas using recycled assets, I'm not interested mm. in this. Uh, actually, an integral, not a prequel. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so somehow I missed it. So, like, this is all new to me, completely new. And, I mean, it's completely new to everybody because, again, this is a from-the-ground-up remake. Nothing is the same except the basic premise and that you are Jill Valentine being stalked by the nemesis and you're working with umbrella operatives, like that Carlos guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, if I played three, I'm pretty sure I didn't play all the way through. Um, I just don't have a ton of memory of it. So this is going to be like a brand new experience to me. Like mm-hmm. two, I remembered vividly. And that's why the two remake was so great. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's touching on these things I remember, but, but updating them. Whereas this is like, Hey, I'm just looking forward to like a really good high quality resident evil experience. You know, mm-hmm. the game, I mean, I finished this a couple of times on PS one and it about yeah the first third is really recycled content and then you get a really different ending like the ending area is very different than Resident Evil 2 but it was still fun i still really liked seeing more of raccoon city and i love jill valentine so i was excited about that yeah 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, my only pain point with the demo is like, okay, you if if the zombies take like five to ten shots to the head to put down, you either need to give me more ammo or you need to give me space to move around them. Like it's it's really hard to run past zombies without them lurching at you and grabbing you. And when they grab you, even though you have to mash a button, they will still get a bite in, yep. even if you're successful. But but I I do. I, I, I really enjoy what I've played in that demo, and I love mm. Resident Evil 2. I love Resident Evil 7. I think that's one of the best franchises going right now, and I'm really excited to be playing this by the time that you're listening to us talk about it. I See, 7 is is so different than 2 Remake and 3 Remake, and it's so good that I'm and like... And it's I, so similar. I just want 8 to... Well, it's first person, It's though. first like, person, think, but like the basic... The, the feel of the gameplay... If you're really paying attention to the systems and and the inventory management and everything else, it's it, it there's a, a definite similarity there. But to me, it was just always scarier because of the first person thing. Mm. Like first person just just makes it scary because the jump scares mm-hmm. are just there's you're constantly like feeling you're going to get a jump That's scare. True. So, uh, but what I was saying though is I really hope that eight is on the horizon soon. We will mm. get another first person. I hope they go back to the seven model. It'd be weird if that was just this one standalone you know, one-off Resident Evil game because it was so good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, or maybe maybe spin it off into like a first-person, you know, they have Revelations and all these other Resident Evil spin-offs, like give it its own spin-off mm-hmm. series of, yeah, these are the first-person ones. <laughs> Just yeah. remake Resident Evil 6. Good version. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, yeah. I kid. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. I worked on that game. Well, here's another remake that was... Then it had been announced a while ago, but I think this, the release took us all by surprise. Mm-hmm. It was the Panzer Dragoon remake. Yes, it showed up Switch. on Switch one day. Yeah, like well, yeah. fuck, gotta buy this immediately. Well, I think it was did they? It was during the little mini direct this past week where they said, "Oh, and by the way, this is out now." Yeah, is, is that kind of where yeah, I think they let so. us and, know? And I think it had been revealed like at E three last year. It was revealed yeah, at E three, but it had it no had. release date. Or sorry, its release yeah. date was like last year. Hmm. Yeah, and, and we just uh, hadn't heard anything yeah. about so it. No one had heard anything. A bit of a surprise. And so I, I'm I'm kind of torn about this because on the one hand, I am elated to see any kinds of Panzer Dragoon come back. Uh, I feel like if this is a success, maybe we'll see Zvi and Saga. Like that would be well, an amazing Zvi, Zvi thing is on the way from the same company. Oh, sweet. Well, mm-hmm. it would be an amazing to get Saga remastered. Saga is not. That is a long Sa- lost Saga's, game. Saga is the Holy Grail. Yeah. I actually didn't play any Panzer Dragoons until Orda hmm. on Xbox, and Orda was really good too. Yep. Well, remember, remember what I said about Stockholm Syndrome? Um, <laughs> I bought a Saturn instead of a 64 or a PlayStation, mm-hmm. so Panzer Panzer Dragoon was the game I would show people to brag about, mm. and I was right because yeah. it was very, very pretty, and the music yeah. was amazing. And from all accounts of the, I, I've it's very easy to watch a full review of this game because the game is like every Saturn game with uh, with polygons in it about twenty minutes. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing that like the, I, I say I'm torn about it because on the one hand I'm glad to see this come back. On the other hand, this is the least good game in the series. As far as I'm concerned, it and it is like yeah. a twenty to thirty minute arcade style experience where yeah, two on rails, mm-hmm. totally on rails, yeah. the whole experience. Yeah. But it was like it was a game that prided itself in being beautiful. I remember everything on PlayStation One was yeah. like Twisted Metal One, Destruction Derby, and Loaded. Like this looked way better than that. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, I remember seeing this 
in my local Blockbuster at a kiosk, and I was like, what the fuck is this game? This is insane looking. Like, it's one of the best things that Saturn has going for it, but I, 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 watching gameplay and reading the reviews, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd say that, like, you never heard me say this is my favorite game. Hmm. Um, well, gameplay-wise, I don't think it would hold up. Like, that's, it's, it's just it, oh, such a short, such an on-rails experience. Also, like, this port is kind of finicky, like, playing it. Like, mm. I don't remember having this much trouble targeting multiple enemies like so if you haven't played panzer dragoon like the the core of the experience is this this 3d shooting where like you can either jam on a button to to blast things with your pistol or you hold down the button and you paint several targets and then you unleash all these missiles at once and it's really cool with the Um, greatest reticle of all time yeah and and i actually had a lot of trouble painting the targets i feel like so the the reticle boils down to this like really tiny point and like getting the point to to uh, that exact point to go over the targets was challenging for me. So I, I think it always did that. And when mm-hmm. I watched the remake, like if you the game was running at like sub thirty frames a second, it was really easy to paint targets when it moved that slowly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think now this is like one of those Shadow of the Colossus remakes. It's not a re-res; it's a remake. Mm-hmm. They they remade the game from I don't want to say scratch, but like it's all new polys and shit and. Yep. It looks awkward as fuck, <laughs> and, and, and like I think it, it has a very limited audience of like only Panzer Dragoon fans and people who wanted to know what that was like. Yeah, people I, like me. Well, I think there's such a curiosity around the franchise, but mostly because of Saga, because Saga is like this super rare thing mm-hmm. that you can't get, and it's it's a very good RPG for the time where it's like, and that's the one they've never they've never done anything even close to re-releasing it. Versus, you know, like I said, like on Xbox there was Orda, which was mm-hmm. sort of remaking the original. It was just the same gameplay yeah. as the original Panzer, Panzer it's Dragon. It's great. I love that game. But it's it's yeah. it's, it's the the most realized version of pre-Saga Panzer Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Saga also has, like, the added mystique of being, like, one of the last games that Sega released for the Saturn. Like, they came out around the same time with Panzer Dragoon Saga, Burning Rangers, and, um, was it, uh, Shining Force 3. Volume 1, which we never got 2 or 3. I got the job with you guys because, like, in my interview... He's like, what's the rarest game you have? I'm like, uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. I'm like, oh, shit. And we talked about Panzer <laughs> Dragoon Saga. Can I borrow Saga. it? <laughs> because it was... It, it, Can it, I borrow it if I hire you? <laughs> it's a different kind of unobtainable. Yeah. Like, 20,000 copies made the U.S. It, there was no Saturn emulator for, like, at least a decade. It was unplayable unless you had a copy. You could burn it. Hmm. But, <laughs> but it was unplayable unless you could figure out how to get burn games in your Saturn. And it still is. And they claim it's like, nah, we could never remake that. But, like, if you. The thing I'm most curious about have you looked at, like, the website and the box for this? For... There's no mention of Sega. Huh. None. Zero. Uh, in the same way, uh, there wasn't really with Shenmue 3. Hmm. As if it was, like, licensed from them. Interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't fired up the game, but, like, their, their logo may be there. But, like,. Dude, there's no yeah, there's no mention of Sega on it. Like this is in Sonic Racing, <laughs> Sonic All Stars Racing, Panzer Dragoon. Like it's part of what makes Sega Sega. I, I guess if it was there, I didn't notice because I would have just assumed that that would be there. Yeah, it's not, but it's not, and I'm I'm, I'm very curious as to what that means because hmm. you know how the Toe Jam and Earl license like reverted to the creators. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, especially hmm. if, if if Sega refuses to pay a cent towards getting it done. Hmm. Like why yeah, put their be- name on it? 
They can just collect some some royalties. Why not? Yeah, collect some royalties. We're not. We don't have anything to do with how good or bad this game is. And and, and by all accounts, it's a it's a valiant effort to bring a vi- like like just Sega trying to figure out polygons when it wasn't prioritizing those the hardware of the Saturn. Right. And, and there's a there were a ton of compromises in that game. So like even seeing the cutscenes full screen, we did not have full screen cutscenes on the Saturn. Uh, That's was, true. At, with with Panzer Dragoon, that did not happen, and they look yeah. very pretty. The music is fucking phenomenal. Hmm. Well, speaking of Sega collecting royalties, we got Persona Five Royal that nice. came out. So Ooh. I think the end of end of last week, maybe that one snuck in, or or the very beginning of this week. Have you had any chance to to play this beefy trendsetter? <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, I I actually haven't finished Persona Five Vanilla, hmm. which is very shocking. Oh wow, it. that is kind of shocking. It's a big game. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. Even I finished that. But um but yeah, I, I I have read some reviews about okay, so what makes this royal? Do I wanna jump into this? And uh I I've heard that I guess there are some new like mini game elements. There are new attacks that you can do that have like these little cinematic things or like so like, oh yeah, one of them uh like Yusuke is feeding Ryuji in like a Western saloon, and then the enemy comes in and interrupts them, and then they do a, a dual attack on the enemy. So it sounds kind of yeah. silly. And I think they're called like royal attacks, yeah. where they're, but they're random. Like you don't you don't control when hmm. they happen. They hmm. they just they can randomly trigger. But I think they're they're skewed to trigger like when you're about to beat an enemy. They they'll kind of be the final blow against that enemy right. or if you're if your health slow or something and you need kind of the boost in battle they'll they'll trigger then so and and then i guess there's a new character but from what i read it's like oh you can't really recruit her or take advantage of her until the the new game plus and it's like well i don't know that i want to play through this game a third time <laughs> i think there's also like a new act or at least a new storyline that's in there uh, as well I mean, so there's it's it's a pretty substantial update mm-hmm. um and the only thing i was really kind of lamenting to michael i was like dude i wish this was available as an upgrade you could buy for the base version of yeah. the game because i don't want to pay right. 60 dollars i'd but i would I could, i'd probably pay 30 yeah, for I'd, an upgrade I'd, I'd get it as dlc sure <laughs> yeah yeah just some some kind of path to for for people who own the original to upgrade mm-hmm. but then again i mean they probably just don't need to do that they've they've done the projections and they'll probably sell enough of this thing to be fine and plus isn't this the one that's coming to the Switch? And so it's Switch players' first chance to get to play the game oh at all. Is it? So. Is I haven't heard yeah. that it's coming to the Switch. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe that's awesome. not. Maybe, maybe I'm getting that There's wrong. No I just reason why that's what people should. had been asking for. If only there was a way we could check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there isn't currently a release date for Persona 5 Royal on Nintendo Switch, but Atlas has regularly implied it could happen at some point, according to Google. And according well, to I think, I think Joker's appearance in Smash Brothers implies that it's going to happen, mm. but I wouldn't know how. If it, if well, there's the Persona 5 to... Scramble on Switch, which is like a mm. Muso game, right? Ooh. Yeah, way different. Way different. Okay, see, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's a missed opportunity right there. Like, if you're going to release this game uh, and do this, put it out on Switch I mean, to it, the, the it audience. It did come that... out on PS3, so there's already a downrest yeah. version in the, yep. out there that you, they could optimize. Because I heard bad there things about the PS3 version, but uh, I guess just long load times mostly. And only because yeah. this is my only place to say it, Michael joined Laser Time this week to talk about our favorite movies from before we were born. Mm-hmm. And I brought up the Warriors, <clears throat> and I had to dig into the Warriors soundtrack. I'm like, this is what Persona is. 
these instruments I can't place. This is that's what the soundtrack is. Uh, it's it's the like it's the partially the Warrior soundtrack. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. If you think about like the the and then it and then it goes into the, the, the Persona instrument that we couldn't place when it first came out. It's just that what I call the Sesame Street instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, no I think concept. it's called the street organ. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all over the Warriors. Mm. Yeah. Oh, is that the like the funky clave? Persona Five is one of the most stylish games that I've played in recent years, and oh, yeah. I'm I'm super happy that it is as popular as it is, and I do kind of wish that parts of it weren't as tedious as they are, but uh, yeah. but I do love it overall. I, I can't speak from first-hand experience because I haven't played this version, but what I've also heard is it does clean up a little bit of that tedium. Oh, that's a good. little bit. Well, so, I, I think yeah. the, the worst part for me is like finals week where it's just like, okay, you can't do anything fun for a while. You just have to <laughs> study and do these quizzes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like you you wanted to advance your social links too bad. No, nope, no, nope, we're taking a chunk of time uh-huh. for finals. You can't inappropriately date your teacher. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, that that was always a weird conundrum for me because it's like, well, in character, this is hugely inappropriate dating my teacher. But as a 40-year-old man, like, this is the closest to a non-creepy relationship I can have in this game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> Bit of a strange dichotomy for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh. uh, a bunch of other that, that that's not even the end of the remakes. Uh, no, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two remake just popped up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, uh, it had been rumored, not confirmed, and then it got confirmed and released in the space of a day. Yeah, which is yeah, insane. Because I think a lot of people assumed they were going to do what they did with the Modern Warfare remake, which is put it as a like a pre-order incentive yep. and then also sell it separately. And they're like, nah, we're just putting yeah. it out there. It's 20 bucks. I think for, I, it's, it's my favorite Call of Duty campaign, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the one that I managed to just play through in one night, like starting at 11 p.m. Like, oh, I'll just play through a couple levels. And then next thing I know, it's like, it's 5 a.m. and I finished the game. Mm-hmm. Is this the one with the invasion? Yes, where Russia invades oh, yeah, the US. That is definitely the best one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely my favorite. You can go to bat for Call of Duty Four if you want, but this is my favorite. And and all they released was the campaign because they they came out and said like the reason it doesn't have any multiplayer is they don't want to split that audience. They already have the modern war. The I, mean, new- I was going to say that there are two. They just released a new yeah. Call of Duty game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's what they said is they don't want to split it between that new mode or the last year's new no, that, modern. That totally game. makes sense. Like, why would you introduce another multiplayer mode that competes with your other multiplayer modes and which? Or have why to maintain- would you release the game in fucking March? <laughs> Like, just for no reason, up against your new game. I don't know. People need new games, man. Uh, well, Activision needs <laughs> but I, I, games. But I've played through a chunk of it, and it looks and plays great. It moves very, very fast. Um, and I was kind of trying to, to see the like the last genedness of it, and I couldn't. It it looks amazing. I love it. And uh, I even have that uh, prompt that, uh, do you want to do the No Russian mission? Yes. Yeah, it does ask you that. It's, oh, wow. it's, it, it starts like oh, one of these missions may be offensive and you can say like no I won't be offended mm-hmm. <laughs> is the actual wording Oof. really yeah but uh, but no I, I, I get why 
someone would want to play through no Russian, but... Yeah, I wish I had, had data on, like, how many people said, like, one of these things you might not be able to take. Are you a bitch? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, 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 I am curious, though, why Activision is Russian to put this out, and then I, I kind of was thinking, <laughs> what other games does Activision have? Because they don't have a Destiny anymore. Hmm. And so they have the Blizzard stuff, which is off doing its own thing, and mm-hmm. so... What is Activision's release slate other than Call of Duty stuff? I know. Yeah, but yeah, dude, I find this baffling and weird. It, this, sh- this should not be out right it now. It is weird, but I'm glad to have it. It's fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it's starting to get like Star Wars levels of like, oh, we got a we got a lot of Call of Duty coming. Saturation out. is what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. No, it's what I'm not looking for. That's why. Well, I don't. the the term you're <laughs> looking for. I mean, uh, ah. uh, Operencia by a friend of the show, Chris Baker. Hey! He, he made it all by himself. Uh, yes, is, is out on uh, Switch, PS4, and Steam. Yeah, because I think on PC it had just games. been epic. Um, yeah, he got Chris got me a code for the Switch version. I wanted to check that one out because I it's part of Game Pass, and so I've been playing it. Um, it works really well on Switch. Like yeah. it doesn't chug or anything like that. It's it's a pretty game, but you can tell like graph like what it's doing graphically isn't going to do anything to overload your Switch or anything like mm-hmm. that. But um, my favorite part of it is it's just very very old school like even like the movement is i don't want to call it like tank movement but you're kind of moving on a grid it it feels like eye of the beholder but a very like the old dungeons and dragons game but a very pretty version of that where yeah you are moving one square at a time and encountering monsters and doing is is, are the battles turn-based they're turn-based purely turn-based yeah Mm -hmm. with a little bit of an active time thing in there in terms of like well who's whose turn is coming up next and it has to do with your stats and your quickness yep. and all that stuff. And you get but to play yeah. as Attila. It's great. Is it kind of like a Might and Magic 3 or is it one dungeon that you're going through? Or No, I mean, there's a full campaign where yeah. you, you start off playing as Attila and then you, you play as this other kind of no-name guy because it does that thing where like, oh, you start right. off being... It's like you, a flashback... Uh, Opening, it does. Right? It does the Darksiders trick of you start very powerful, mm. and then it takes you back to square one, and then you start in a, in a dungeon. And it does feel like an old school like dungeon crawler dungeon, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really fun game, and if you are craving an old school turn based RPG experience, Operancy um, is really good. And and the writing, which I know Chris helped out on, the yeah. writing is actually really yeah. good too. He didn't actually make it all by himself, but he did no, work on no. it. So uh, kudos to you, Chris. You yep. made an amazing yep. game hey. by yourself. Uh, the last last uh, is kind of a smaller release, but uh, I'd seen some people talking about it and actually referring to this as almost like a funny version of Death Stranding is totally reliable hmm. delivery service, uh, or, which is or free. Turds for short. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's free on the Epic Game Store right yeah. now. Uh, so go check that. But it's it's like a physics. It's one of those funny physics games where you're, you're trying to deliver stuff, but then there's there's um, co op. It's, but I think it's it's what's weird is it's like a local co-op game, which is like, is that really what we should be having right now? But I guess if you're with your family, local co-op, it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I just downloaded it. I haven't really gotten a chance to play it, but it's uh, the stuff what I'm hearing about it. It's it's just kind of a hey, I'm gonna mess around, screw around with the physics, get some laughs type of game. Mm-hmm. So, but free, so why not go check it out? Don't be an idiot. Go check it out. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's by the same people who did Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. Tabs. Which is also yeah. a physics silliness game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, is it time for...
Even though Hollywood, like most everything else, is seemingly shut down, it doesn't mean there is no... VGA Hollywood segment! It doesn't do it justice when uh, Matt sounds like he's broadcasting Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, but the aliens are his wife and kids. <laughs> COVID, baby! What is up with Ryan Reynolds being in every video game-related property lately? Like... Dragon so he Slayer. is. None of yeah. these things ever come to fruition. Mm. Freeman is the coolest thing we'll ever see with Ryan Reynolds involved in a video mm. game. Mm. That was the G, was that the GTA movie where yes. he plays? Yeah, NPC? it's such a great title, Freeman. But mm. okay, I like Ryan Reynolds. I um, I have faith that if he does Dragon's Lair, it will be interesting. Why do we need a live action Dragon's Lair? The entire point of that game is the animation. <laughs> This yes. is a terrible idea, and it should never happen. It's like The Rock starring in a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. It'll never, ever happen. It's a bunch of money people trying to make money for a thing they can't get off the ground. It does feel like that no one here understands what made the original Dragon's Lair special, which was, as Michael said, the animation. Because mm-hmm. the game itself was just a memorization game, pattern learning game, and then you died all the time. Now, is... Is this going to be another Freeman situation where Ryan Reynolds is live, die, repeating throughout the entire movie like God, Dirk Daring? So. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> what else are you going to do with that? I don't know. I hope it doesn't exist. I hope Don Bluth gets rich. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Yeah, I, because I, I, we're so invested in the tale of whether a knight can <laughs> save a princess from a dragon. <laughs> it, it sure does seem like people overestimate the popularity of Dragon Slayer. I think, yes. I think yeah. non-gamers absolutely do, because they saw, probably saw it a lot in arcades when they were younger, and they were like, oh yeah, everyone still talks about it and plays that thing, right? And we're mm-hmm. like, no, that was an oddity at best. I remember I remember meeting Sam, the guy who's on bonus time this week, and like, dude, you have Dragon Slayer? Like, yeah, take it. <laughs> like, like no one, no one cares. Like, <laughs> If you weren't there and you weren't wowed by it yeah. in arcades, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can port both that and Space Ace to DVD players. Yeah, they, it's they the did. Only, it's, yes, I know. it's the I only them. game I have on HD DVD. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know Bluth had been trying to get an animated series off the ground for years. There was even like a Kickstarter, and then it looks a like they pivoted to this. That dude, that dude couldn't make two hundred thousand dollars to make this into a. A game or an animated movie? How the fuck is this supposed to happen? I don't know. I don't know, but it it might be coming to like a Netflix or a streaming service near Boo. you. Boo! Wow. Boo! Um, Ryan Reynolds, you should know better. Speaking of Netflix, Castlevania got renewed for season four. Good. Uh, and speaking of Netflix and anime, uh, High Score Girl season two is coming to Netflix on April 9th. I talked up that show Lovely. last year. I love that show. It's all about Japanese gaming culture in the 90s and so you kind of get to experience what uh, your uncle who worked at Nintendo or you know people in Japan were getting where everything's kind of like shifted 3 years from when we remember it happening. But wow. uh Love, love that series. So check it oh, out. Oh, like real logos and gameplay. It, it is neat. Yeah, well then it, uh, they don't do it every episode, but a lot of episodes after it ends, they have kind of like historical facts about the arcade machines shown in that episode, which I thought was kind of cool. So, hmm, it's really neat. yeah, season two coming April 9th to the Netflix. Um, 
I guess now I have sort of a Nintendo news block for you guys. Uh, so we, we hinted at this earlier. We were talking about Super Mario All-Stars. Um, Nintendo is reportedly planning several Mario remasters to hit later this year, most likely around holiday. One of those remasters, the rumor is, is kind of going to be like a, an anniversary collection uh, that would contain Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy kind of like bundled together, which that... There's a compelling collection could, right could there. Could they call it Super Mario All-Stars 2 and just remaster them all? <laughs> like, Maybe. Are, we, are we as far removed now from those games as no. uh, as Super Mario All-Stars was from 1, 2, and 3? Further. No, it was yeah, like six further, years. Yeah, no. Much further. <laughs> no, but like it's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to have happen, especially on the 35th, otherwise known as the third anniversary. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the shittiest anniversary to do this in, but like, who gives a shit? Mario Sunshine deserves way more accolades. Mm-hmm. It, I love it's that game. I know people game. talk shit on it. Playing that shit on the Dolphin emulator, like, what the fuck? Why don't we talk about this every single day? It's amazing, yeah. but it's also kind of hard to control. Honestly. No, it's. I didn't think it was ever hard to control. <laughs> it just, it just that like I, I didn't like the idea of like Mario not having powers being reliant on this one dumb thing for, for the entire game well the levels where they stripped flood away from you were some of the hardest mario levels yeah. in any mario game dude. yes and, and, and that and, and like you have to remember like it could be it could mean galaxy and like galaxy like disappeared from stores like when like i don't know a few years ago it was a, it became yeah. difficult to find galaxy one is amazing so it's galaxy two but galaxy one is fucking whip tight yeah. uh and that would be love great galaxy. to have again so it's yeah, it's pretty much the it's rumored that all of the three D Mario. So that in, does include Galaxy Sunshine sixty four. I'm guessing Galaxy two they throw in there, and then three uh, D World. World, which was kind of trapped on oh, the Wii U. Uh, and that that one it's rumored might get like a deluxe edition with new levels and content. Um, those are all fine. Love my Mario three D titles, but the one that really intrigues me is kind of a two D ish Mario title. There might be a new Paper Mario game in the works. Ooh. Oh, and they they had the, the in in those rumors was was Hotel Mario and the CDI shit. No way. <laughs> it's, it, it was in the same fucking article. So like, that's never seen the light of day again. No, I don't know. I think at some point these motherfuckers have to embrace this. It's like I, I do think uh, if George Lucas like succumbs to the coronavirus, we'll have the holiday special by fucking Christmas. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna call it right now. We, we have a higher chance of getting a special Blu-ray version of the Mario movie with Bob Hoskins' ghost doing fucking commentary than mm. Hotel Mario coming out. <laughs> yes. It is to see where we put some muck on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the Paper Mario thing, it's supposed to kind of be returning to its RPG roots, less on the platforming roots, which mm. the more recent games had kind of focused on. Yeah, Super um, Paper Mario was that. Yeah, yeah. So I love the Paper Mario series. It's It's... To me, some of the funniest games out there, like all the little jokes they do in those games yeah, and how they play the, with Thousand the, Year the Doors paper. is one of the best games I've ever played, and yeah. that series got diluted and weirder, and I hated it. Like, I, I love Paper Jam, but that's because it had to adhere to Mario RPG, which I didn't realize had lifted the Paper Mario style handedly and was mm. way better. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, so there was also a Nintendo Direct Mini on 326 that um, had a bunch of announcements. So. First up, I guess probably one of the bigger ones, the new Smash Bros. character, a DLC fighter, was announced, and they're going to be from the Smash Nintendo Switch hit 
Arms oh. uh, coming June 2020. Now, I thought I'd play it's a little, a little, game little with late you. for that. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Thought I'd play a game with you guys. Um, other than Twintel, can you anyone here name one Arms character? I have the list uh, pulled up in front. Mummy of me. Master. Uh, I believe no. you're forgetting a Springyard Zone. He was pretty cool. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Oh for uh, two so far. What wait, about was, thick, there, thick there was a booty? mummy one, wasn't he called Mummy Master? Uh, no. The <laughs> list I have here. Here we go. Min Min, mm-hmm. Doctor Coil. We we talked about Twintel, uh, Misango, Springman, Lola Pop, Mechanica, and Ribbon Girl. Mm. By the way, that that game is not bad. No, it's, it's just, not. It's not. It's just no one talks about arms. Oh, I had it's it reversed. It's Master it's, Mummy. It's, it's like Smash coming in the last system and like having an Excite Truck player. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, why is this here? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they didn't announce which character even it would. They, just that it was an arms character, which at this point it feels like trolling all the Smash mm. fans. Like, <laughs> it really does. Um, they gave a date to they put a date on the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, so that is going to be hitting May 29th on Switch. I'm excited um, for that. Well, here's three more uh, remaster type collections. So Bioshock the Collection is coming to Switch, as is Borderlands Legendary Collection and XCOM 2. They're all headed to the Switch on May 29th. Mm. Um, they showed a new trailer for Bravely Default 2. Uh, and then the demo is actually available now. You can go download and play that. I get so confused because Bravely Default 2 is technically the third game in the Bravely series, right? Because there was yes, Bravely yes. Second after Bravely yep. Default. Like, yep. All right. Makes this perfect is, this... sense. That uh, demo is very difficult. Is it? Is it good? Yeah. Though? Uh, it has a fetch quest where you're supposed to get wolf pelts, and uh, the wolves only drop one every few fights. And I was uh, like, no, yeah, fuck don't that. do that. That's I'm out. not good. I'm out. Uh, they provided a lot more details about the Sword and Shield expansion passes. I don't know. Johnny, is this something that you you would know about and give the details no, on? No, I, was... I was in college when Pokemon came out. Okay. I, I, I was having trouble parsing what was actually new that they were announcing there. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, and then they announced the first Animal Crossing live event, which is going on right now, which is the mm-hmm. Easter event. The bunny from Silent Hill shows up in your town <laughs> and menaces you, says, find all these eggs by the 12th or else. Or else. What do you do with these eggs? You craft bunny furniture. I have a, I have an egg bed, and mm. I already have a full egg outfit. I look sexy as fuck. Mm. Bitch, how you get them sky eggs? Uh, you shoot them down with your. I like, know that, shot? but they only come like they come like one for every fucking nineteen wood eggs. Oh no! <laughs> I, I had like seven sky eggs. I, my sky was full. Yeah, of eggs. I was lousy with sky eggs. I couldn't find the the water eggs fishing. Hmm. I had to go fishing for. Hey, I did, I did I find a water egg on anymore. Chris's island. Yeah. <laughs> so what do, what do you do? Like you you just hang on to them or you use them you, you, you to build craft things. furniture out of them huh. now you'll, you'll get you'll get furniture recipes and then you craft that yeah, so you, you there's a picture of them. the upcoming event and it'll take place on east around on around easter by the way when our president thought this virus would be away <laughs> yeah. uh, and 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 then but then like the pictures show like you bringing all your easter furniture your your egg-based furniture out to the event which is one of those things about animal crossing like i you didn't pay me to decorate this event. I got to build my own fucking house. I'm trying to be a millionaire based solely on fishing. 
Yeah, I think what they're trying to do, and I think they've done this in maybe even the mobile game, where they, they're trying to reward you for getting everything for that event. And so if you craft every piece of furniture, I think you get another like super exclusive thing from the Bunny Man. I am I am hours away from never playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's you so good. Just don't do this, this uh, event. It's fine. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Uh, there's an Earth Day event coming at the end of April. You can you can look forward to that. Um, and then kind of last bit of news, and this is something I did try out. So they announced some new modes and options for Ring Fit Adventure, which if you're mm-hmm. lucky enough to have one of those, consider yourself fortunate because they are sold out forever. Um, but the mode is really fun. It's a rhythm mode. And it's great that it features like classic Nintendo songs that you're basically kind of moving the ring to or doing the exercises, pulling in, pushing, you know, pushing and pulling the, the ring or moving it to the music. It's, it's, it's silly. It's, it's and It's supposed light to be like, like, like a little beat sabery with it's Nintendo a music. It's a little bit. Yeah. And I'm yeah. pissed about it because again, we have a whole bonus time, patreon.com slash laser time talking about coping with this quarantine. I can't play this fucking game in front of other people. There's yeah. people in my house now. That I, is my problem too. Yeah. Exactly the same. I cannot. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not jogging in place for half an hour and shooting things when there's other. <laughs> there's three people in my house. No. Yep. Yeah, I um, I gave it a try. So my my new daily routine. I wake up and I do like ten to fifteen minutes of Ring Fit just as kind of to get my day going, man. And so I, I tried out this little rhythm game. It's fun. Uh, I have two questions. Yes, sir. Uh, one is it paid DLC? No, no. free. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question two, can I dance with my dragon boyfriend? Well, oh, no, that's not your dragon boyfriend. That is your arch nemesis, sir. Although no, no, that is my dragon I boyfriend. I sense that he and the ring have some history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the ring was a ring on a certain part of the dragon's body at one point. <laughs> one can only hope. I, I've had the game for months, and I'm on day five of the workout, so uh, I'll get there. It's me, the talking cock ring. I mean, workout ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the other thing is is you have the option to give him a female voice now. Ooh, sexy. Yes. Oh, thank God. I make your dick colder in, in tepid weather. <laughs> I sent Michael an article speaking of body piercings that <laughs> people are speculating that um, uh, Cuomo has nipple bars <laughs> because he was... <laughs> He was wearing his yeah, shirt. The, the, the worst other part day. was the 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 author of the piece that you sent me talked about like, oh man, I would totally latch. But it's it's a bro bible piece. <laughs> like, you, you gotta know. You gotta know. It's a bro bible piece. Like that's what they do. It's, yeah. They latch. They latch, man. Like yeah. infants oh, breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Bro, do you even latch? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the Latch uh, Brothers once. Does that count? <laughs> A uh, couple, couple other quick announcements. Uh, Square Enix announced a remaster. God, it's a fucking remaster episode of the original mm-hmm. 2010 Nier game, dubbing it Nier Replicant Version 1.22474487139. That's insane. And it's like, I, I love Square doing this. Like, we dared this to succeed. We, we, <laughs> Dude, now, did you play the first a, Nier? It's fucking crazy. There are going to be yeah, more kids that know more decimals in that than the, the number mm. pi. I, I, I swear I mean, to you. So I, th- I think uh, this is probably coming on the back of the success of Nier Automata, yeah. which is a much better game. But Which yeah. is coming to Game Pass. They but know. Nier has a lot of really cool things going for it. I remember when I played it originally, I thought I remember thinking like this is like a solid seven out of ten with like some really interesting ideas. And mm-hmm. I'm kinda hoping that they maybe update the gameplay a little bit to make it a better than seven out of ten. 
I have. By the way, this. that is word for word my old dating profile. Seven out of ten. With some very interesting yeah. ideas. Quotes <laughs> now in quotes. You can't do better than me. TM. <laughs> There's uh, the, the version that that you and I played is is near Gestalt, right. which was the the one released in North America with the older. Uh, the daddy near yes. and, and the one that they're remaking is is brother near which never yeah. came out in north america Onichan near yeah huh Inter- but, but i remember confused. like one of them it might have been the playstation 3 version you could get the the brother near as an optional skin oh okay so you could play through that version if you really wanted but i think it was it, it had some voice acting differences and story differences between the daddy near and mm-hmm. brother near. Which one lets me look up the robot lady skirt? All of them. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys ever get that little Easter egg in Automata? When you do that too much, she like shuns you. She 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 yeah. scolds you. They call that the buffalo egg. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> that combine event. that with Death Stranding. We could do top five about game characters that chide you for looking at their junk. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, could be, could be. Um, and then last, yeah, last bit of news here. So GameStop uh, announced their oh. earnings, and man, um, yeah, they basically said they're going to close at least as many stores as they had to close in 2019. So in 2020, they're looking at at least 320 stores closing as they push uh, with, yeah, their D, they're calling it the de-densification plan. Hmm. It's so we have one in the mall, and we have one in another area, and then we have one that is so big and awesome and lavish and i've never i've never been accompanied by another human being in that store in my life it's the lowest traffic it's even when i lived in san francisco the the two-story one i'm always like one of two people in that at any given time wow it's it's so big and nice and no one gives a fuck there's only so many things you can do with pickle rick that (laughs) that they can sell that aren't games and and yeah, I don't know. Fuck GameStop and all that shit, but uh, uh, I do like... I miss game stores, man. I, I, that's the thing, is if this is really just sort of like a Starbucks problem where they had too many locations and this is them just course-correcting that, that's not so bad. But I don't think it's that. I, th- I, I think, think even Part of, part of they, what we talked about on this week's bonus time, this is going to train people to buy things in different ways. All the holdouts, mm-hmm. I want all my shit non-digital. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You don't have a choice. And once you do it once, you'll never go back. And I think that's that's what they have to contend with. The theater, I'm worried about movie theater owners, but like GameStop is fucked. Mm-hmm. The only it thing is, I buy there now is game t-shirts and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yes. The only thing I buy there is discounted DuckTales figures, which is, mm. <laughs> I'm glad they, they care, they're carried in a store. But oh man, please don't put that big yellow sticker on the back of the box and make me peel it off. I'm never opening this thing. It's going to damage the box. Yep. Uh, and then, well, that's it for news. But you know what we do have is the return of a special segment. Because we know you folks are inside. And there's never been a better time to play video games. So why don't, Michael, we transition into... Oh, take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? What indeed? The new PlayStation Plus free games for April were announced, and they are Uncharted 4, which, man, if you have not played that game, you need to play that game, Mm -hmm. and then Dirt Rally 2.0. 
don't know. I've played that quite a bit, and it yeah. keeps up having 20 gigabyte updates every three weeks, oh, yeah. which is <laughs> not great. Well, wait till you get the 2.1 update, man. Boy, that'll really just... <laughs> Uncharted 4 by itself, worth the price of admission. Xbox games with gold for April, not necessarily as strong. We got Project Cars 2, uh, Fable Anniversary. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of the update to Fable on 360, I want to say, where they, they made it look nicer. Um, yep. Yeah, I played through it. And then Knights of Pen and Paper. There's there's two games in a bundle there. And then Toy Box Turbos. Uh, That's a be, good game. That well, is legit I think I bought fun. one of those from uh, Toys in Babeland once. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's, it sounds like Toy Commander. Is, is it... <laughs> Yeah, it does sound like Toy Commander, actually. It's an yeah. ex-Codemasters uh, employees went and made a Micro Machines game without oh, the license. Oh, nice. Okay. And it's four players at once. It's a co- couch co-op game. It's it's good. Like, it's definitely, I played, I've probably put, you know, I bought it for eight bucks or whatever and put 20 hours in the multiplayer. Um, So that's the free games you're going to get if you're a subscriber to those things. And then there's a couple other kind of sale type things going on. So, uh... PlayStation has their spring sale going on, and I kind of went through the list, and I've, I curated some choices of things that if you have not picked these up, uh, it is a great time. So my my personal picks, um, Doom is only $8, the 2016 yeah. uh, version of Doom. I will say, that game. if you enjoy Doom Eternal, and I do quite a bit, uh, but are maybe getting a little bit weary of the demanding nature of these fights that you have to be in control of all these different systems and constantly uh, using enemies as health packs or like, oh, this guy showed up. I better do this special thing to defeat him before he gets me. Um, And you just want a more straightforward experience. Doom is fantastic and you cannot go wrong for eight bucks. Eight bucks. Uh, GTA 5, they have this premium online edition. It's only $15. Typically with those, they roll in a bunch of currency for yeah, GTA How many online. shark cards does it include? Yeah, probably lots. Um, Witcher 3 Complete Edition, all the DLC, 15 bucks. They tend to put that on sale for that amount, but hey, it's never been a better time to buy a 200-hour experience. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 3 is only $15. That's the lowest I've seen Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Warriors is only $9. And this is one of those... I put this on the list because I'm like, dude... Buy this shit because you don't know how much longer this is going to be available. Just get it. It's nine bucks. Mm-hmm. You're taking it for granted at this point. It's been over 15 years. Yeah. The uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Definitive Experience is only $6. Oh that my is God. So much for one of the best games bucks. of the last 10 years. And, and like hundreds of hours worth of game, too, yes. for that one. Uh, this one isn't any different than the typical price, but it's for a special version. So God of War, the Digital Deluxe Edition, is only $20. So normally 20 bucks just gets you the, the standard game. So basically you get the game plus a bunch of extras for the price yeah. of what you would just pay for the game. And if so you're like, I don't want the extras, then it's 15 bucks. And I don't think any yeah. of the extras are like DLC or gameplay extras. They're just... No, it's it's like an art it's like art book and I think like some soundtrack type yeah, stuff or yeah. whatever. Um Death Stranding is thirty dollars. So mm-hmm. hey, half off and that one game, of the best like, games of last year. Come on. And and the perfect time to be playing a game like that. Like if yes. yeah. Uh, it's inspirational it, in these trying times. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and then Devil May Cry 5, uh, you can get for just under 20 bucks, so that is a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Humble also has a really cool thing going on. They have a special COVID-19 bundle. That's that, the, they're um, not calling it that, are they? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Oh it's a one-week bundle. It features $1,071 worth of games and eBooks for just $30. So it's, it doesn't work the way a typical Humble does where there's right. not like tiers and levels. It's just a 
you know, 30 bucks. And I think you can go more. You can do that 30 bucks plus more. Right. 100% of the proceeds from this purchase are going to go to organizations responding to COVID-19. Um, check it out, though. There's some cool shit in here. So this bundle includes Hollow Knight, Undertale, Into the Breach, The Witness, Super Hot, Darksiders 1 and 2 remasters, uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, Jackbox, Party Pack 2, Brutal Legend, Psychonauts, Pac-Man Championship Edition. It's pronounced the letter V six times. I know, but amongst like... Lego Batman 3 fucking... Well, there's a ton of other games, but those are just the highlights. And then there's a bunch of comics. It has the first volume of The Boys. Yeah, it has The Boys. Of Key, of Spawn, of Saga, and fucking criminal from ed brubaker this shit is crazy yeah, it has has a red sonia comics some army of darkness comics it also includes a bunch of ebooks all about coping and mood and stuff like that so it's, yeah, it's there's a bunch meant- of ebooks clearly meant for you fucking edgelords who bother to get assistance but uh <laughs> <laughs> prisoner of our thoughts <laughs> the mood elevator i mean typically you're gonna get into the breach and undertale together or 30 bucks or something so just you know pick it up support a good cause even if you own some of these games you can always give out the extra codes to to your friends and i think these are for steam versions i'm, I'm assuming, or yeah, probably no, almost all steam versions Store. all drm free like holy shit yeah. get them 30 bucks so 30 bucks will get you through a, that's a lot of game to to take you through as long kind of as you need to to wait this stuff out as we are all social physical distancing uh but mm. that has been the deal segment. Well, that just leaves the community segment. Oh, wait, no, I have to play the sound first. Excuse me. Thank you. Take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was it's almost still the deal segment. <laughs> So good to have you back, Beetle. <laughs> that leaves the community segment, which is always is segmenting so our community. Our community. Um, the question of the week was, uh, how have home lockdowns affected your gameplay habits? Are you playing more? Are you playing less? Are you clearing out your backlog? Are you playing more of one system than others? Um, John, you weren't here last week. Uh, do, do you want to answer that question? Sure, I, I can tell you that. Okay. I have been going back and playing a lot of old shooters. I don't know why. Playing like Half-Life and, and Doom 1 and 2 and 3. Uh, as, and, and yeah, I've had a lot more time to play old video games, which has been been nice. Nice. Fantastic. Well, uh, first responder on VigiGameApocalypse.com was Trick the TM, who says... My gaming habits are more or less the same, though with different systems since I've been working from home. I usually played my Switch on my hour-long commutes. Now, since I don't have to go anywhere, I'm sleeping in and playing a little before work and still at lunch. However, I'm now clearing out some Steam backlog in the new free time after work. I'm also able to stay up later and work on my extensive Xbox One backlog. Congratulations. That's awesome. Indeed. Uh, let's see from the Twitter at the Konami man says the lockdown hasn't really been affecting my gaming habits much because I still have to make sure the kids are okay during this and they're too little to game yet. Though the lockdown and Animal Crossing inspired the wife to buy a Switch Lite, so yay there, yay Konami uh, wife. I know. I know. Sammy said he had some success in getting his son, uh, stepson, uh, no, his real son. Animal Crossing, even though it's not typically a game he'd like. I, again, it's like it's infectious. We, 
Animal Crossing gives us all the facilities we can't enjoy right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's, let's, let's go to French houses friends. and do things together. Oh, that'd be fun. Wouldn't it? Let's do it in a video game. Uh, or on Facebook, Orlando. Anya says, due to lockdown, I have actually been gaming less. I work as a truck driver hauling raw milk from dairies uh, to the plant to get processed. Since folks still need milk, my work schedule has not changed at all. I still work 12 to 16 hours a day. Six days on, two days off. Wow. Uh, what has changed is how I spend my days off. I have a four-year-old and a three-year-old, and my poor kiddos are going stir-crazy. So I spend the days off trying to keep them entertained and give my wife a break, and that doesn't leave much time to game. Luckily, my son loves Mario and Sonic, so we do uh, we do get to play Mario Odyssey and Sonic Mania together, which has been really nice. I did. Has anybody seen the Sonic movie yet? No. No. That It, it, nope. it opens with a Sonic Mania theme. I was fucking... Oh, cool. I was in front of two grown, like like forty year old women. I, I like almost ripped my shirt off. Yes, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Thank you, COVID. I wouldn't have watched the Sonic movie without you, which is not as good as everyone says. By the way, oh really? It's, I'm shocked. It's not a good movie. I, I think it's just because expectations were so low. Yeah. Orlando, here's the thing: people can get milk if they just would clamp onto Andrew Cuomo. Latch, be fine. Look at his latching. Yeah, the latching. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta take off those bars first. Mm-hmm. I might have, I might have been mistaking nipple clamps. Yeah, what, what Sammy and I said, I don't know if it's the same with you guys. I I have my housework has gone up four hundred thousand. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it, it's it's absurd. I, I, I have no time left in the, the day time. now. Oh, I have to take the trash out for the third time mm-hmm. today. You bitches, wash the dish for fuck's sake! I'm banning cans. Well, for you, it shouldn't change much, but for people like us where we're stuck at home, it's like we're, we're home a lot more, so we're producing a lot more trash or washing dishes a lot more. But uh, it's also just, yeah, one of the few ways you can get good physical activity throughout the day without leaving your house, you know? Just do some housework. Clean up your garage or whatever it is, you know? Hmm. Uh, we have a couple of video answers. First comes from Cody Laveau. Oh, hey, gang. It's Cage Crippler, Cody Laveau. Just down here at the dump looking for something to wipe my butt with. Um, yeah, my <laughs> gaming habits are pretty much non-existent now, because um, I am essential. So those, uh, the a- animals, they have to get fed, and I have a new side gig where I'm doing deliveries now. And as you can imagine, about 9 out of 10 of those are liquor. Uh, so it's been actually super fun. I mean, uh, like, speed limits uh, don't really apply right now. So, um, yeah, I've just been <laughs> driving around just completely empty streets doing 95 miles an hour blasting pantera waving to state troopers with just a trunk full of liquor Um, these these are weird times but uh there's a lot of fun free stuff that's going on right now so if you can get a free game or uh watch a movie or something for free there's tons of concerts just do that um have have a whole lot of fun with it because i don't get to and i kind of wish that i would i'm a little jealous but um Otherwise, stay safe out there. And, uh, oh, score. Old cardboard. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. I got to go, uh, go do a thing later. <laughs> Cody works for the Tiger King, by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> I did kind of want to reach out and be like, have you ever crossed paths with any of that crowd, the exotic cat uh, I crowd? I believe someone asked him in the LTC, and the answer is yes. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> Diana, I haven't watched it. Diana was telling me about an episode. I was like, 
Uh, somebody, one of his employees gets her arm ripped off and he's like, oh, just go into the gift shop and tell people like, well, someone got her arm ripped off. It's like, don't say that. <laughs> say there's been an incident. You all get 5% off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you out of the premises in five <laughs> seconds. Unless you want to get married to me and my three husbands. <laughs> Somebody needs yeah. to be number four. Uh, I need someone else to limp sick over these songs I didn't write about my tigers. <laughs> That's not even like top ten one of the craziest things that happens on that show either, mm. Michael. It's <laughs> pretty I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, anyway, before we get too deep into Tiger King, Mike Amari has a video answer. Hey, VJ crew. Mike Amari here with the question of the week. Question of the week, of course, was how have your habits for games changed now that you are quarantined? Have you been playing more, playing less? Uh, my habits have changed in the fact that I'm actually playing a little less than I was before, which is kind of weird to say. Um, I'm a junior high school public school teacher, so this past week has been a little busy. I'm also kind of the one person in my building who knows how to work with computers, AV equipment, things like that. So a lot of the distance learning stuff is starting to fall on me. I've been making tutorials for a lot of people on how to do things like submit assignments, use online platforms, things like that, as well as doing video conferencing. Uh, so a lot of what I've been doing for VGA has kind of come around and helped me out with my job. Uh, other than that, though, I am going around and playing a lot of Murder by Numbers on my Switch. Funny enough, mm. it's what I've been playing before getting into bed at night and kind of to chill myself down. Uh, it's a nonogram or Picross-style game, if you're using Nintendo's term for it. That's kind of mashed up with a uh, Japanese visual novel. Uh, it's kind of insane, but I love it. Uh, I've also been working my way through Doom Eternal each night, which has been kind of raising my blood pressure. Uh, that game is, to agree with Chris, really, really starts off rough and then kind of gets you back into the groove. But man, those first couple of missions kind of blow. Uh, but yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope we can be out of this quarantine soon. I uh, look forward to being with you guys again next week. You know, I thought I was crazy about that. None of you agree with me that like Doom Eternal starts out shitty. Hmm. I enjoyed it when it started. Oh, I thought I'm it sorry. Sucked. I thought it sucked, and then like, I, like when I got in the rhythm, like man, I'm glad I didn't put this down because I would have done it again. Mm. I I'm so glad he brought up Murder by Numbers. I love Picross style games. In fact, I turned Michael onto one that there's of all things. There's this random ass Konami game classic Picross game on the iOS that's free. Mm-hmm. It's a completely free to play game, and there's not even like monetization stuff in there they don't like bug you with ads or anything it's so weird though because they're like there is like boss battles are on a timer so you have to wait like three hours yeah but the boss boss battles are so much easier than the other things it's so weird but um yeah if you like picross style games just do a search for like konami i gotta just do a search for konami picross i'm sure it'll pop up i'm I'm more shocked that he's uh he's a junior high school teacher that means he's mr amari to a a group (laughs) A room full of kids, and now I can't stop imagining him in a collared shirt and a tie, looking stern and annoyed at some uh, some thirteen year old. That'd be hilarious joker. if like a kid go- stands up to present his book report or whatever, uh-huh. and like just recites his question of the week, <laughs> 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 looking pointedly back at him. <laughs> hey, but if you teach, you might still have a job. So good for you. Yeah. yeah. If if any of you listeners are in Mr. Amari's class, let us know. <laughs> we want to hear from you. <laughs> Uh, I'm only half joking. I think that'd be fascinating to be like, oh yeah, my teacher turned me on to VGA. 
Oh, don't do that. No, right. he could be fired for that. I love that you think a fucking <laughs> the teenager would be interested in this show. That's hilarious. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, want to hear about old games talked about by 40-year-olds? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's hugely appealing. Ah, new question <laughs> of the week. What's a classic game long overdue for a remake? Um gosh, that's such a that's such a broad question. Uh Panzer Dragoon Saga is an obvious answer. Um yeah. but I'm curious what you guys think. I still think most of Panzer Dragoon's allure was its unavailability. Could be. Especially There's only one way to find game. out. I, I, I loved playing it. I remember loving Me playing too. it. I don't remember much about the game itself. But it but it was all like one it, it refined it did refine what you did on the back of the dragon, but it also this wish list of things I wished RPG did. RPGs did like have spoken dialogue and every time you talk to someone they would say something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was truly ridiculous. Uh and and now it I don't even care about that genre anymore. <laughs> I did sure. like I yeah, I don't know if it's anything that would like anybody would bat an eye at or that people haven't done better. Yeah, it's one of those games that was places. groundbreaking, but okay, that's it, every everyone's done that stuff since. So. It it was so big and different for a console game, but like big and different happens every other minute on early access. So like I I just don't know. I I really don't. It, it'll always remain one of my favorite personal series but like uh chris was that yeah, a two disc game because you talk about it was a big four game, disc. right four disc four disc oh jeez, yeah it's huge four disc game oh well you know pre-dvd mm. so my answer is one that i feel like a lot of people would say as well it's earthbound earthbound mm. has never had any sort of kind of remake and vi- rarely ever been available from it's, nintendo it's other just than... been repeatedly re-released on yeah, 3ds yeah. and wii u and who knows what? I, I'd say it's I'd say it's weird, but like, do you think it lose its charm if it like lost the look? Well, I I, I would hope that they would figure out a way to stylize yeah. the look so that it was well, just as good. Here's the thing: when it came out, it was accompanied by a bunch of like claymation concept sculpts or whatever they were. If they redid the art to look like a digitized version of that, I think that would be a perfect fit. Yeah, and, and Homeboy's been involved since the original Smash. Most people who are aware of this character have never seen the game, yeah. and they've only seen him in 3D anyway. Well, I've, I've, you know, and I always hear one of the big reasons could be the music and all that stuff, and it's like, fine, just fucking redo it. Just you know, no, they they re released it. That is not a problem. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. No, I mean, I I know I did buy it on Wii U, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, come on, just give me an updated version. I don't know. I just feel like it's. I long think that's overdue. an excellent choice. I really do. Johnny. Uh, Bushido Blade. Ooh, oh, yes. Because oh. it was it was technically a bit iffy when it came out. I could just making it run at a smooth frame rate would make it so much better. I'm, I'm gonna one up you here, Johnny. I gotta yep. go Bushido Blade Two because it was so fucking outrageous. Like, do Bushido Blade Two remake, but like make it like Persona Five anime style. And now <laughs> we're talking. It's already kind of that. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. But I mean, that one have life bars. No, it didn't have life bars. Oh, okay. But it it did have um, was it Tony Umeda who is a very stereotypical uh, skinny black dude with a big afro and a purple suit. Oh no! <laughs> Called everybody baby. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, maybe Wing Commander. Bring that back. Why not? Uh, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. But what classic game would you love to see remastered? Uh, 
Candy stores open, probably. I mean, I, game publishers are always looking for more stuff to, I, to crank out. I, there's a weird, of. there's a weird trend here. I think people have noticed there's more money to be made here off of remaking a game you know people want to play mm-hmm. than by investing in a new property. We could be seeing the well, same thing that ruined Hollywood. For yeah, a I was going to say like Hollywood became that right it was like hey there's no new movies we're just re-releasing all these old movies uh and updating them so now the only reason this is different is because a lot of the same people who worked on that shit is helping oversee it yep you don't just have james cameron there in an executive producer role which means you're the guy who talks at comic-con yeah like (laughs) it's different the people who are a lot of people who are making these games are the people who made the originals and it is like Shit, yeah, another chance. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, with um, new, new toys, new tech to play with. I can finally yeah, do games, what I envision. Games are in my different, head. but like, I, I don't like the idea of how the fuck. If I love Final Fantasy VII and Resident Evil uh, 3 Nemesis, how the fuck am I supposed to pick any other game that comes out within that window? Those are going to take my. They're going to take my money. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's also not cool. Isn't it, though? No, no, absolutely not. You should look forward, not backwards. <laughs> yeah, but what'll happen is is already what's been happening in games, which is the indie scene will kind of do the stuff, just like in movies, like the smaller movies are, are experimental and trying new things. And no, uh, it, it, it's, it's always it's much easier to, you know? It's easier to complain about with movies because these remakes have been fucking stellar. Mm. Like great mechanics are are evolving uh, video games, are, move, are, are driving the medium forward, whereas mm. a lot of Hollywood remakes don't do that. No. True. No. Fair. I mean, other than Thank that you. awesome right, Psycho movie with, with uh, Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn, yeah. That's the <laughs> best remake of all time. Everyone Just universally acknowledged. <laughs> so what classic games do you think are overdue for a remake? Let us know. Go to VigiGameApocalypse.com and answer, answer under the comments for episode 361. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and uh, we will read the best answers next week. But for now, let's go out with some plugs. John, once again, tell people about your show. Uh, yeah, if you want to hear a game club where we take like between five to ten episodes to play through a game, uh, Square Roots Podcast. We're not very good at video games, and that's part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Nice, nice. Chris? Oh, did I get a plug stuff? Of course. Oh, goodness. Uh, Laser time this week. Michael joins us for the... What is your favorite movie made before you were born? Mm. That's a, that I was thought a it was really an interesting fun. question. And and how did you find it? Mm. And mm-hmm. in terms of us, it was always like parents, TV. Mm-hmm. But we also live in a world where we mostly stream things. And most streaming services will prioritize showing you their new shit. So how did... How do people discover old shit? We call it the tango and cash principle. <laughs> I, I have a quick answer there that's an easy one for me to remember. It's in it's a weird way how I got introduced to it, but The Godfather, the original Godfather. And I just remember as a kid that movie was considered like taboo. We couldn't rent it because it was considered super violent for the time. Even though this really? was something that had been made back in the seventies, and so, but then that's a movie to this day. Marlon Brando gets shot twice. <laughs> if it, if that movie's on, I am sitting down, stopping whatever I'm doing, and watching it. It's it's one of the best movies of all time. I and I it took me until I was twenty to track that down, and uh, movie nerds will do that. But like, I was exposed to a ton of shit just on cable, and I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't lament the 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 demise of over the air television, which, by the way. We talk about on bonus time, like, COVID might kill. 
like th- their mainstay was sports to keep cable systems going, and that is gone. Like th- of the things this could do to in- the entertainment industry, it could get real weird. Physical games, movie theaters, and television <laughs> could be completely reshaped during all of this stuff. This yeah, is esports' uh, moment. AMC just furloughed their CEO, like suspended yeah. his pay. Like, and and I, I, I would say, please get your news elsewhere. But the most accurate news I will like, how long is this going to last is whatever AMC does, because their business is bringing people together in a room <laughs> and they can't operate. And they and they were the first people to say, like, we're we're not going to open till May. And they said that three weeks ago. And when the president was saying we're going to open shit up before Easter, the movie theaters are like, no, we legally we can't. Legally or morally open until this in this, this date. Marvel has pushed Black Widow's May early May release date weeks ago because movie theaters won't be open. That's how long this is going to last, at the very least. And and sorry, I am going off on a tangent here. Uh, Twin Peaks is is thirty years old. We're talking about that on thirty twenty ten. Sega Star Wars, uh, the brand new Patreon exclusive Laser Time Show. patreoncom slash time Five bucks, you'll get that uh, that Corona coronavirus spectacular. Sam and I did. Uh, we have a new T3 Games episode with you guys on it. We talk about uh, the games that are celebrating 30, 20, uh, uh, 30, 20, and 10 anniversaries. Um, that's happening. I am also drunk and couldn't say that sentence correctly. <laughs> and uh, Laser Time this week. Never mind. Just if you can support us, do. If you can't, don't. Like mm. These are weird times. Everyone in my house right now is laid off and between things. If you are not, and you like our podcast, and you want more, and you're bored, we have a lot for you this week. That's it. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, it's uh, WrestleMania month, and that means we'll be talking all about WrestleMania. Are they still doing that? Uh, yes. It's still happening <laughs> oh for now. That Over two days. One of the uh, surreal taped. things you've... Yeah, just that, just saw per- some wrestling promos on TV, and like noticing that the audience is completely blacked out. Huh. <laughs> By the They're way, the, not the person... Yeah. Yeah. The person who was matching up Vince McMahon performances from 20 years ago to Twin Peaks music, that was already it was, brilliant. It was great. And they started doing that with the, their, the wrestling performance. It's in the Performance Center? It's in the Performance Center in Florida, which so, now their, maybe Their own gym to, where they're performing to no one and Steve Austin coming out, what? And just <laughs> looking at an empty empty seating and like just the Twin Peaks music. But doom, 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 doom. <laughs> yeah. What? It's no so one's weird. saying anything. But I think they it's pre-taped perfect. a lot of WrestleMania this year, which is even weirder. So you, technically, you could find spoilers. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, so that there's that. Check out uh, Cheap Podcast. And then the other thing I want to plug... Dark Side of the Ring, best show on television. Well, Sorry, sure, keep going. Sure. There is, there is a, um, a kind of a spinoff group on Facebook that's Fitness Time, where a lot of us right now, we're stuck at home. One of the things that keeps our spirits up, our mood up, is exercise. And so join that group. It's absolutely free. Um, and a lot of people in there, have, including myself, have been giving tips on how to stay in shape when you're stuck at home. So I've been posting a few videos showing inexpensive at-home workout equipment, stuff I'm doing. I'm taking the 25 push-up challenge in 25 days to raise awareness for mental health. Thank you, Cody Laveau, for issuing the challenge. So yeah, join Fitness Time. Uh, you know, get fit. Why not? This has never I will. been a better time. I got to get back into that because, like, I'm used to smelling this bad, and I'm used <laughs> to hating my fat face. But like, the what's happening to my titties during this? It's just an abomination. We all are going to come out of this prison ripped. We got to get prison ripped. <laughs> just fucking like body weight exercises. It's great. Yeah, I, I don't want to leave the house until I can bench my girlfriend. 
I maybe have been doing gorilla presses with with my my kids over my internet. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> that sounds adorable. Uh, so yeah, check out Fitness Time. It's free to join. Uh, everyone's welcome. And then check me out on the Twitter at Maddie C Allen. Well, as always, you can visit us online at vigigameapocalypse.com or uh, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And while you're there, follow me personally at Wikiparas, and I will sometimes say amusing things. Uh, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. People who die covered in cocaine always deserve it. All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs>